0: Log Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. you legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Mr.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show, and your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports today. The Mojo Sports Show is brought to you by Bay Ragney, and totally-driven entertainment network dedicated in bringing you total entertainment. On today's show, it's show ahead. we be talking a lot of baseball, the Mets and the Yankees, both with nice comeback wins yesterday. The Mets' much-needed five-run seventh inning it looked like they were dead in the seventh. They came roaring back with a, a an unexpected rally, to say the least. And uh, Mets playing good since all the injuries five and two in the last week. So we're going to talk about the Mets. The Yankees keep rolling, come from behind, dramatic win yesterday, three-run homer with two out in the ninth by Brett Gardner or, or Hector Rondon, who's filling in for Wade Davis, who I guess they've overused and he was unavailable, the closer of the Cubs, but. Big three-run homer by Gardner with two out. The Yankees just keep finding ways to win right now. And uh, what can you say? They're playing great baseball. Aaron Judge continues his tour start. And uh, so we're going to go to the Yankees as well. We're talking a lot of Mets Yankees today. We're going to be talking some, obviously, later on in the show, we're going to be doing some hockey, Rangers. Mr. Berg is going to join us. We're going to talk some Rangers Senators, and then we're going to go over the rest of the playoff series. Rangers, even in the series up the other day, 2-2. With a big, a big, a big convincing win, so now they go to Ottawa today at three o'clock to try to grab Game Five, and then come home to try to wrap it up. But so it's going to be a big, uh, a tough Game Five today. So we am going to preview that. We'll also talk about the rest of the series, including just a crazy game last night with Anaheim down three nothing, coming back, getting a controversial goal with 15 seconds left, and a winning in double overtime, four three, and a goal by Corey Perry. And we're also going to talk, you know. Penguin the the Blues stayed alive last night, winning so it's three games to two Nashville now, and we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Washington series, which Pittsburgh's on the verge of knocking out Washington yet again. Crosby been out the last game, got hurt two games ago. He's out the last game with a concussion. They saying he's full practice, so I'm not sure if he's playing game five, but we'll you know get an update from Mister Berger on that today as well. And eventually moved to the third line today, which uh, is in, in game five, which is is really a real surprise. So, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about NBA playoffs. Obviously, the Cavs keep on rolling. They're up three games to nothing now. The Warriors up two games to nothing. The Boston Washington series has just become a, an all out brawl. I mean, the other day with Kelly Oubre and Kelly Olnick and the big fights that have been there. So, a lot of bad blood, Dad. Two games to one, Boston. We'll, we'll talk about that one. And uh, San Antonio last night, the big road win in Houston to go up two-one. Harden with forty-three points in a losing effort, but Aldridge really stepped up yesterday. So we're, we're going to go over that game as well as the big win. The Spurs, interesting enough, the Spurs are twenty-five and two when Aldridge scores twenty-five or plus points in a game, and he did that yesterday. So a big win, needs to step up. We'll talk his injury. So. Big win for the Spurs. We'll talk about that. We're gonna to touch on some final draft stuff as well later on in the show. Go over some uh you know, some final notes of the draft, where teams still might need and they're still in their holes after the draft. We'll run through that. Also gonna to touch on the fight uh tonight, Canelo and uh Shadows tonight, a big, a big fight. Uh, last week I wanna talk about last week's fight, Joshua and Klitschko, which was a great fight. And then this whole ridiculous thing with his May one McGregor stuff. I mean, listen. You know, this fight ain't going to happen. I mean, even if it happens, if it's a boxing match, Mayweather's going to destroy McGregor. The only way it even gets interesting is if it's in the octagon, and then McGregor's probably going to beat up Mayweather. Mayweather will never go into the octagon with, with McGregor. He would He just don't have the guts to do that. And... And in the boxing ring, McGregor don't have a chance. Anybody thinks McGregor has a chance in the boxing match? I don't even know what they're thinking. Mayweather will completely destroy McGregor. So this is all about money. The money grabs. So we'll talk about that as well. And the Kentucky Derby. We'll, we'll brief on the Kentucky Derby a, a little later as well. Some big things in the Totally Driven Entertainment Network is the Totally Driven magazine is out and let me tell you, this is, it's unbelievable. You know, our, you know, our fearless leader, Bay Ragney, got us now and totally driven the thing magazine out. Rachel Lauren is on the cover and has great articles in there, including one for me, my MLB predictions, 2017 MLB predictions is in this magazine. It can be found in Philly they're selling it. I'm going to get some copies. I'm sure there's going to be copies online eventually, but it's a great, a, just a great day for a Totally Driven Entertainment and, you know, coming out with this magazine and the work they and Jess have put into this it's been unbelievable. And, you know, in the magazine, like I said, you have Rachel Lauren. She'll be doing an interview with her on it. She's on the cover. My MLB predictions will be pro wrestling, cosplay, comic books, movie reviews, and much more. It, it's just an unbelievable, exciting time for Totally Driven Entertainment Network and, and – their network is just really rising fast, fast and furious. It really is. And it's just big, just a big moment and big time for for us all here. And, uh, so definitely get out and get your copy and, you know, there'll be top. you know, this will be something that'll be coming out consistently. And, you know, I hope everybody enjoys it. It looks like they enjoy all the shows on this network because this network is really, really, really just taking it to another level now. And, I'm very proud and happy to be part of this team, and uh, I look forward to what the future brings for us all. So, Again, get out there and get your copy of Totally Driven Entertainment Magazine, and you will not regret it, and you get to see Mr. Mojo's 2017 MLB predictions in there as well, so definitely get out and and check it out. Okay, so we're going to start off the show here, we're going to do a... little baseball here, so obviously the Mets and the Yankees are both right now hot. You know, the Mets, believe it or not, last week at this time, we would never thought the Mets would be hot right now, but they are, and they're starting to put it together. They've scored five or more runs in eight straight games. They've scored seven runs in four straight games or more. I mean, so who would have thought when this is going out, all of a sudden, the team would start hitting. And and they're they're getting they're getting contributions all over them right now. Right? I mean, it's just unbelievable what they're getting, and uh, so you know, Conforto's been unbelievable. I mean, what more can you say about Conforto? What he's doing, and you know, obviously Reyes is hot now. Bruce has just been unbelievable all year. It's it's just it's pretty it's pretty amazing what's going on here, and you know, you would thought this team were dead a week ago with all the injuries and all the controversy going on around this team. And now all of a sudden it's starting to hit. Granderson's starting to hit now. You know, to me, they need to get Walker Cabrera going. Cabrera had a nice pinch hit yesterday. Walker's been hitting a little better. But for the most part, he hasn't been great this year. And, you know, if the Mets could just get a couple more of these guys going here, it would be huge. I mean, because, you know, the pitching – Obviously, without Cinder God it's a major blow for the team. Obviously, you lose a guy like Syndergaard, place irreplaceable. You got Montero in there, he's just... I'm sorry, I'm not a Montero. The guy's terrible. The guy can't throw... He's, they, listen, when you've been working on your control for years and you still don't have it, you're never going to have it. The, the guy is just, you know, not a good pitcher. I mean, you know...
2: It's
1: amazing that this guy is actually a bigger prospect than DeGrom. Everybody thought he was going to be better than DeGrom when they came up at the same time. But... Very disappointed. I think the Mets need to go outside the organization to find a pitcher. There's veteran pitchers out there. You know, Doug Fister's out there. Linton comes out there. C.J. Wilson, a guy like that can come in there. Any of them will do better than Matthew Montero. I mean, He's just not even a major league pitcher right now. But, you know, they need DeGrom. You know, Leela, they need these guys to step up. Max, they need mats back, obviously. I mean, mats is huge to get mats back right now. And he's going to start to hold, and Lugo. And they need Giselman to pitch like he pitched last year. So the Mets, Mets need some stuff to happen for them here, pitching-wise. But, they're, listen, they're starting to hit, and they they got at least a few weeks before Seth is back, and they got a couple of months at least before Syndergaard's back. So they need to hold firm. But, you know, injuries happen, and teams overcome injuries. You, you got to be able to overcome them. So to me... You know they've done a, they've done a good job this week. They were four two on the road trip. I think they were going to win that last game in Atlanta. they I mean, were off to a good start. Then it got rained out, unfortunately for them. And you know it was funny because they were talking about it yesterday. That even though the games don't count, maybe they should count stats. Cause like how can you say like the Bruce two run home it didn't happen or this home run didn't happen? So to me, you know that's a tough call because if you can't go the game, how can you really count the stats? You know, but then last night down seven three one five one eight. I mean, just a dramatic comeback, very nice. You know, a much needed comeback for the Mets. So, you know, definitely give them some credit. And uh, you know, they're playing good, but how, can they? How long can they overcome these injuries? You know, are, are they just bringing it together now, or, you know, or is it just a short, a little quick week? But they got to play. They're home now, and they got to play better at home. That's been their problem. They've been bad at home early in the year. So, the good thing about baseball, it's only April, people. There's only 27 games. There's 135 games left. So whether you, you're doing bad, you're hot. Yeah, you, it's so early in the year. You know, anything can happen. You know, pennants ain't won in the first month of the season or lost. And the Mets' case, lost because you know people had them dead. And listen, I, they definitely have holes, but. It's so early in the year, this ain't, like, this ain't something that can be overcome. This could be overcome very quickly. So they got to get to 500, which they have two under, and then start just – got to run a winning streak. That, that's what you need to do. So good things happening. though. They're playing good, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. The Yankees, they just keep rolling as well. I mean, 2 nothing in the ninth inning, they come back, free run – the home of Gardner with two out they got to their final strike. They had a three run home and it just shows you how hot the Yankees have been. And uh they keep rolling along. Obviously they're getting contributions. We I mean, haven't what can you say about Judge? Judge has been unbelievable. The guy's hitting three thirty seven. He was expected to hit two thirty. Now listen, they, it's the beginning of May and I don't think anybody really thinks that Judge is gonna hit three thirty. But you know, it's better than starting off and putting yourself in a hole. The guy's off to a hot start, the power number's are there. The guy has as good power as anybody. He has Mike Stanton power, as I would say. I mean, and there's not many guys that can sit like power like Stanton. So the power is real. There's no denying the real power he has. It's just putting the average together, limited the strike up, and the walks have been really impressive, too. That, to me, has been the most impressive thing. Obviously, the home run, the fall home runs, but we knew we had power the walks, the patience at the plate has been key for Aaron Judge, in my opinion. And now they got Gary Sanchez back, who's off to a slow start. They're hoping to get him going. And obviously, Bird has been off to a terrible start, and so he's on the DL again, I believe. But, I mean, Henley's off to a great start. DeeDee's back. He's hot. castro has been great. Ellsbury's been good. Gardner, who people were writing... I heard last week people wanted to run Gardner out of town. Yeah. okay? He stinks and now all of a sudden he gets five home runs in a week. Everybody loves him again. That's what I'm saying. People need to chill. Just because a guy is struggling uh, uh, three weeks into a season, which doesn't mean he's going to have a bad team. Same thing happened with Reyes. People would jump in on Reyes like he was... And now all of a sudden, Reyes is fire. He's one of the hottest hitters. He has three home runs in his last, you know, few games. So, you know, and he's getting on base a lot. He's doing a lot of things. So give Reyes some credit. Just like I was saying, give Gardner some credit. People were riding him out of town. And, you know, Yankees had injuries. Torrey and Romine did great stepping in. Obviously, bird has been horrible. But caught, and they got Carter. No, listen, Carter, another guy. He's hit low-average people getting on. That's what Carter is. Carter's a power hitter. He's not going to hit you 300, Carter. But he could hit you 30-plus on runs if he plays every day. He had 40 last year. So people need to chill. The people get too crazy. Now, for the Yankees, their pitching has been great. To me, that's still the thing they're going to need at some point. You know, I know they're pitching great in April, but let's look, look at their staff and be realistic. They need another pitcher. There's no, they're going to need another pitcher at some point. But there'll be guys available. Right? You got Quintana out there. They, you know, I heard yesterday the Rangers could chop garbage. Obviously, it's going to cost. So you're going to have to pay a the, the prospects to get these guys, but Yankees are the type of team, if they're in this race, you know, they're not, nobody's going to do anything big now. But if you're in this race, you know, getting into July, yeah, and then all of a sudden you're going to make a big move to try to get what you need. And believe me, all these, these Yankees, if they're have to, if they're in this race, they're in the first place in mid-July. Yankees are going to go make some big moves. To get, you know, they're definitely going to go get a big picture. There's no way around it. And the bullpen's solid, so, you know, You've got to be happy if you're a Yankee fan. Definitely going to be ecstatic right now. You know, you just got to hope that, you know, a lot of this maintains. It's, it's it's early you know, early May now. So, you know, to me, the, the biggest phenomena in baseball is like Memorial Day. Like you like to see where you are after Memorial Day to really know. Like you don't want to be 10 games out on Memorial Day. That, you know. But if you're within a few games or if you're in first or if you're within a few games, you're right there. So, you know, 18-9 and nine right now. Yankees are 12-3 and three at home, which has been key for them. They're really dominating at home right now. So they need to keep that rolling. They're half a game up on Baltimore right now. Boston's four out, Tampa, five out, and Toronto. You
2: know,
1: they walked to such a bad start. They're nine out now, 10-19, but they were like two or one and 11. So, I mean, they t- kind of turned it around now. But, you know, give them some credit. As they, they've kind of fought their way out of a, a really bad hole, but they've still got a long way to go. In the Central, Minnesota surprised the team. And that's what I'm saying about temper. Everybody needs to temper an early season hot spot. I mean, the Twins are in first place. You know, they're a game, the Twins ain't going to be in first place. Twins are most more likely to be in last place, although the Royals have been brutal this year. But the Twins are half the game up on the Tigers. A half a game up on the Indians. A half a game up on the White. There's a half a game separating four teams in the AL Central. And the Royals, five and a half out of 10 and 18. Then you have the Astros who are off to a red-hot start at 20 and 10. Five and a half game lead over the Angels. That division, they're the only team over 500. Mariners, Rangers, and a seven out. And Oakland, seven and a half out. Rangers are off to a real, you know, disappointing start. Rangers and Mariners have both been disappointing so far this year as does the Blue Jays. Then you have uh the NL, obviously the Nationals twenty and nine, also to a red hot start. It's six and a half up on the Mets, the nets thirteen and fifteen. Philly, seven and a half out, Marlins seven and a half out, Braves, eight out. So Nationals off to it, got themselves an early cushion. That's 5 and 10 at home are killing them right now. If they switch that around and they're 10 and 5 at home, they're 18 and 10, they're right there. So they need to just play better at home. The Cubs, 16 and 13 in first place, but not the start they wanted, but again, it's early. Reds, one game out, playing good baseball. Cardinals, a game and a half. Blues a game and a half. Pirates, three games out. But I think eventually the Cubs will separate themselves from the rest of the, rest of the division. And in the West, the Rockies 18 and 12, half a game up on the Diamondbacks, two games up on the Dodgers, six and a half on the Poggers, and the Giants probably been the biggest disappointment in all of the league. 11 and 19, seven out, struggling mightily, and with some gone around, out, you know, they got they got their work cut out for them to say the least. To uh, the Giants to dig themselves out of the hole, and you know, Posey was hurt a little early in the year, but he's back now, but just the thought of uh just the thought of uh Bumgarner being out a couple of months I don't like at the Mets with Syndigar and, and you know the Giants, you know, as you know, the Mets uh, much to be based the Mets any Mets got better hitting than the Giants. Although I do like the Giants, uh Christian Arroyo kid that they called up. But it was interesting last night he faced Bronson Arroyo, and they went to the same school that was a Royal versus Royal and the first and he had a home run off of Bronson. Although Bronson ended up getting the last laugh when he got the win in the game. but it was cool to see him. Uh, you know, it was cool. To, it was cool seeing uh, two high school. You know, they made they. I made a big thing about it, like two uh, kids who went to the same high school, facing off with each other. So it was pretty interesting with the same name. So that was interesting. So as we look into uh, as we look at today's schedule in baseball. So you got, let's look at some of the matchups for today. With the Yankees, you have, later on, you have the Yankees facing the Cubs at 7-15. Montgomery versus Anderson. That's at 7-15 tonight. Marlins at Mets. to Spangy versus Gizelman. that Mets got to keep the keep the streak going at home. And, uh, you know, they can't afford to lose the game here. So uh, the Marlins, I mean, they got to at least take two out of three. So. We'll see what happens there. But, again, you know, if everybody wants to call in and talk to baseball, 718-508-9883. Other news, Albert Pujols hit home run number 595 last night. So he's approaching 600 the great slugging first baseman of uh, the Angels. 595, so great accomplishment. He's about to get 600 home runs. Albert Pujols. So definitely is a, a, a big fan of Pujols the years. I'm very happy to see that. Hopefully, he uh, gets that soon. And uh, so we'll see what happens there. And then Machado, the oh, Machado Red Sox thing, it's gone it's a little ridiculous now that the Red Sox keeps swelling. They, these teams keep throwing at each other. Enough's enough. You proved your point. First of all, it was terrible when they threw at his head. We talked about that last week when they threw at his head, right? And then it comes back, Sale hits them. Then um, Gausman hits Bogard. It It's like, all right, when's enough enough? At some point, it has to stop. You prove your point once, and then you move on. Okay? These teams, they're going back and forth. I understand there's bad blood here, but they, they're they taking it too far. At some point, it's got to stop. So, we'll, you know, we'll check that out. You know, we'll see what happens next time they play. But to me, it's it's they're taking it to a whole other level now. And you know, I think it's a little uh, overboard now. You throw once, you hit the person in the back. First of all, they threw in his head, and then you know they took the throw out. But you 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 got to show a little. Uh, at some point, you have to stop it. You know, you can't keep throwing at people every single time. And then Machado hits a home run the other day. It takes 30 seconds, the longest home run try I think I ever seen. 30 seconds thinking around the bases. So obviously bad blood there. Machado says he lost all respect for the Red Sox organization after that. And you know, when you throw it somebody's head, I, I'm not a fan of that. To be honest with you. you, you want to get revenge. I'm all for hitting a guy in the back or in the butt or in the leg. You don't throw it somebody's head. People got families, and you know, they got to you know, they got to make a living here. You don't you don't try to end somebody's career. When you get hit in the wrong spot in the head, it could ruin your career. I mean, so enough. Not people. All right, we're going to hit the phone lines with a little smooth operator.
3: What's going on? Hey, good morning, Mojo. How's it going? Good morning. All right, how's
4: it going?
3: All right, listening to your uh, morning show, your rant with the um, Mets. Figure say what I want to say on them. Talking about the thirteen and fifteen Mets, right? And one month yeah. in, so early, but it's already it's the roller coaster Mets. You know, the home run bus, but they seem to have finally broken away from that. Is that fair to say? They're hitting it to the outfield and not winning games with just home runs. Scoring's a little yeah. more consistent. It's, it's been, you know, even I think one of the games they lost, it's good to see. It Home runs are exciting. You know, they bring fans to the park. we love to see Bruce put it out of the park, Cespedes put it out of the park. But when you live or die on that, I think we all know we're not going to win a World Series. Like that's just may not even make the postseason. You have to have a little of both. You want the home runs, but you want base hits, and it's been really good seeing Reyes getting some hits, and even TJ Rivera getting some hits, and the guy we set for a long time, Conforto, finally playing and looking like what he uh, what we thought he could be once again, instead of a, a platoon type player. You know, facing yeah, the lefties. Yeah, one good thing that came out of the set for his injury, right? It was Conforto again, getting him Bears playing time. Done. Yeah, I mean, he can hit home run, but he's going two for four. I think that's actually more important to get guys in our lineup going two for four than guys you know, hitting home runs. And when we play in these big stadiums or at City Field Bowl, and you go, when we go to Atlanta and we go to the Marlins Stadium, and you look at the schedule the first month, all our division teams, and those are two big stadiums. They're not home, The Phillies is a home run stadium. Looking at Atlanta's new stadium and definitely the Marlins Stadium, I don't think they're home run ballparks. There are parks where you can score runs with base hits. Let, let your big guys hit home runs there. Let Cespedes and, and Bruce swing for the fences. Everyone else get on base, and you'll score more runs. And I think that's what we're starting to see. Yeah, you know, I agree.
1: And what was nice was that 16-run game the other night, and they didn't have one home run out of 16 runs. That was nice to see, you know?
3: Yeah, I'm, re- I'm really hoping it's a, a turning point. You know, where the team wakes up a little bit and everyone doesn't have to have an uppercut swing going for a home run. You'll you'll win some games like that, and and it maybe puts the wrong vibe in the ball club and, you know, in the clubhouse where everyone's got pressure to put it out of the park. And you don't need that. You know, you need men on base when Bruce hits a home run. You need men on base. And we're doing this without Cespedes, but you want men on base when Cespedes hits a home run. And then let everyone else get their 10 home runs.
5: Exactly. I, I think
3: that's the formula for the Mets to have a successful season. You know, a little frustrated that the two games under 500 and the Nationals at 20 and 9, even though we're six and a half chasing them, clearly not insurmountable, right? But you just got to walk No, not at that. all. We, we're once again counting on what the Nationals have done for us the last two years, and that's kind of hit a slump. Yeah. All right. And, and let eight division just, and the Mets catch up.
1: The only thing to me is the difference is no Cesspiters and no Syndergaard for an expe- extended period of time. You know, that's the worry here. I think, they can look know, in the 13, mirror for
3: that one, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. For both. But at 13 and 15, like, and, well, they were like 10 and 15 or not 8 and 13, whatever they were. It felt like it was getting late fast, but, you know, in reality, right, we still got mm-hmm. five months of baseball left, right? So there's a long way to right. go.
2: They have to look <laughs> at it. I they had
1: it.
3: A bad April. They had a really bad April. They played under 500 ball. The Nationals did not, you know, and they put themselves in a little hole. And, and really the Mets, the Marlins, the Phillies, and the Braves are all about the same, right? They're within a game or two of each other. I don't think in the long run, they're the same club, but for that month of April, the Mets are going to have to look at themselves and say, we did no better than the Marlins and the Braves, and even the Phillies. Hey, Not you know, really. They, one they had
1: one of the easiest schedules the first month, the Mets. They played a lot of games against the Phillies, the Braves. So, you know, by, you know, by ranking, yeah. schedule rankings, the Mets should have gotten it off to a better start. but
3: maybe
2: the Mets yeah.
1: you know, Unless the Mets aren't that team that we thought, that's okay, right? So
3: my we find finding out. I look I at Maine. It, like, I
1: still think this team is a playoff team. I, I think if they get healthy, they're a playoff team. Whether it's a wild card
3: or whatever, I still, I, you know, it
1: would be a real mm-hmm.
3: disappointment if they at least didn't get a wild card.
1: You know, wouldn't you agree?
3: If they're not competing in September yet, yeah, you know, in the run, if they're not in the mix and in the run, kind of like last year, a huge disappointment. You know. And, you know, a little weird how the scheduling went. You know, first your whole division, now I'm looking at Maine, Giants, Brewers, D backs, Angels, Padres, Pirates, Brewers again, completely away from our division after the smallin series.
1: Yeah. And yeah, and the, and the Mets need to put a vote. You know, like I was saying, their whole their their, their their the difference for them so far really has been how bad they've been at home. Yeah. You know, they're just not winning at home. I mean, you cannot you cannot go, you cannot be 5-10 at home. You just can't. You, you can't. You, you know, you should be at least no. over 500 at home. And, and at, that's home disappointing some,
3: yeah. because it's the, the games fans go to. You, you know, you do that. Yeah. People will stop going. If, if you're going to lose, lose on the road. If you're going to win, win at home. You know, I always look at football for years, at Detroit Lions, eight win eight, eight at home and lose eight on the road. At least when the fans show up, they see a win. They'll keep going.
2: Yeah, you know, it it, it, yeah, it right. makes a
3: difference. It's your stadium. Own it. You know. And, and you play and now, the most
1: outfield. Yeah. Yeah. No, you yeah. should. You gotta. You gotta be able to put on. A, you know. You gotta play. You should be playing your hardest. You know. You should be playing hard all the time, but especially at home when you got your fans. You know, they should be giving you motivation to play even harder at home, right? I mean, you
3: want to be. Yeah, you got your fans cheering saying. for you, and you hit a home run. Everyone goes crazy. It's the opposite on the road, right? The yeah. audience gets quiet when, when you take a big lead.
1: Yeah, on the road, you're getting cursed out, you know. But <laughs>
3: Hey, you've been to games so, where they make a comeback. Last night, if you were at Cityfield, Field, that would have been crazy. Yeah, no, it was yeah. An unbelievable Six-run comeback. Six-run comeback, if you would have stayed. Down
1: 7-1, and then down 7-3 in the seventh. I mean, 7-1, I thought the game was over. Me and Anthony started playing NBA Live.
2: So, <laughs> PlayStation... <laughs>
3: But, you know, that it makes back sense. Because you say to yourself, are they going to hit seven home runs, you know, the way they've been playing? Yeah. I, I'm really yeah, especially hoping to the turn the corner. Especially how the Marlins always own that. You figure, here we go again. They
1: can't beat this team, right?
3: Right. We've played poor against them. We play so-so against Atlanta. We usually play Atlanta bad on the road, okay, at home. But the Marlins have been a problem, you know, that we lose the home run contest to them.
1: You know, and speaking yeah. of
3: talent, we're going to be joined by some talent right now.
1: All right. Some more talent.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: What's up, Padman? And I gotta say, is there any more talent on a call than Mr. Mojo,
6: Dr. A, and the Padman? Man? I mean, that's great. That's talent right there. <laughs> it's it's definitely loaded with something.
2: <laughs>
4: Check the out Mets they it out, had us in the middle of right now.
6: I heard you guys what you what you were just saying. I was listening for the last fifteen minutes or so, and and let me tell you, as as a Mets fan, um, it. it it, it, it's such a frustrating team. Um, I, I will self-admit I, I watched like four innings last night and I kind of gave up. Um, and then the updates started coming in on the phone and I started getting excited again. Right? I mean, they had—they mm-hmm. had, they, they, they really had no business winning that game. Yeah, it's
1: something we have to. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you that's right. Nuts though, so they come back and tie it, right? And then they got. They second and third, no out, and then two guys strike out. It's like that man on third, no out though. They can never get him in. <laughs> and they luckily they got the load of bases. And they, after the, I don't know why they walked Branderson because that guy is wild. And then and then Flores walks in the tie and runs. But then like the funny part is after that is we watch the guy's wild now, right? And Reyes swings at the first pitch. I we were talking about that last night. Like you can't swing at the first pitch there. You just take well,
3: it out, right, and let him throw
6: a strike. My, and he's my, a veteran. My, he should know better. Right. My, my my point being, um, you know, we have life. If you look over the last week, week and a half, we have life. You know, um, whether it's division or not division, could be. I mean, there's still a lot of baseball to play. The, the thing that, 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 that bothers me and probably bothers you guys as well is the injury bug is really ridiculous on this team. You would have never, ever thought that we'd be wanting for starting pinching, pitching a month into the season. I mean, who would have guessed this one, that we're rolling out Montero. I mean, gee. I mean, if you if you bought a, t- if you bought a ticket at the beginning of the year and that's what you went to see, you're mighty disappointed to see that guy on the mound.
3: Hey, you never know. A couple more bad outings for Cologne, you might see Atlanta releasing him.
6: <laughs> the, the the bottom line is I don't know you know I'm getting tired of the that' <laughs> that you know they're doing okay because considering injuries they're doing okay considering injuries I'm kind of tired of that team you know they have to get healthy they have to do something about the the training staff they have to have a different mentality you know maybe for the players I'm not I'm not really sure what they have to do but you know good teams find ways to win with win injury. I know I think Cespedes and Syndergaard are tremendous injuries, in the short term you might be able to plug it. I don't know if you can do it over X amount of time. You know, they're doing okay right now.
3: If Conforto keeps hitting, I mean, he's been a difference maker. You know, he's well, he's shining well, in his opportunity. Well, we got Flores
6: well, back. Well, I think that there's another guy in that lineup, that is playing the way we expected him to play, although we never expected it from what we've seen last year. And that is Mr. Bruce is just unbelievable, right now. I mean, in in every aspect of the game. I mean, I mean, you could shelve his hitting for a second because he right now, probably the best hitter on the Mets. But, um, you know, his defense, which I always thought was horrible, but now that I see him on an everyday basis, he's not a good defender. But he's aggressive out there, and he tries and he hustles all the time.
3: Go to him. Hey, look—he's a guy that last year, when he wasn't a Met, put up great numbers in the first half. You know, he's doing what he should be doing. Maybe, it, maybe it's what we should have expected from him. We we just expected him to have a second half similar to the first half that he had, and he had a phenomenal first half. Right? going you know, crazy amount of RBIs by the All-Star break.
6: I, I don't agree with you. I don't think I don't think I I thought he would have the same half as the second half because then we'd call him Babe Ruth, right? I mean, right. But, but but I expected you know fifty percent of that. I would have been okay. Remember, I mean, he had like twenty-seven home runs in the first half. It was ridiculous. But you know, it would have been nice for him to have fifteen in the second half. He didn't. You know, it was just bad. But right. So I I do think their offense is enough. I'm very disappointed, very disappointed in Reyes. I mean, his hitting is coming around, but he, he has mental lapses over and over at the plate, in the field. Um, you know, he can't field anymore. He, you know, he's walking off of bases. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, if yeah, there was well, somebody else to put out there, you'd have to set an example of him sitting there down. It's ridiculous. Oh, um, yeah,
3: when if he you got, were going to sit got, him, you would have had to sit caught him caught off, a couple weeks ago.
6: But he right. got you, off you really
3: back can't. Back.
1: Yeah, when he got caught off yeah. second that game,
3: a, a, a real yeah.
1: good manager would have yanked him right out of the game, right on the spot. Any good manager would have did that. But unfortunately, we don't have a good manager. We don't have a manager with any backbone. That's the problem.
6: Well, you also have,
1: don't have much to replace him with. I don't care. You put, put that, you, put put out, whatever. you put anybody there. You've got to set an example. It don't matter who you have to replace him. You oh, have to set I an said. example for your team that so, that's
3: inexcusable. I, I,
6: I if your head's not exactly. in the
3: game, you don't play.
6: I, I just uh, exa- it's what I just said. I said they had to sit his, his butt down on the bench if you do anything like that, and that applies to any league at any level. If and he's a veteran like player;
1: that, he should know better.
6: You, you, that's exactly your words you just said on the on the first pitch last night when the guy was rolled. He's a veteran player; he should know. But but I, I still think the guy's a bit immature. I mean, he, he's not at the level where. He's hitting three forty, and no matter what he does, you know, it's, it's forgiven. You know, he's struggling defensively and offensively. You have to do everything you can to keep yourself not only in the lineup to help your team because you don't, you know, you, you might not have the ability to do it in other ways. You can't let that happen. Know if, they and you know, that if they lost that game, we'd still be talking about that.
3: Yeah, the, the problem is he should have been benched a while ago. And to bench him now, I think he'd hurt the team. Like, he's coming out of the slump. I think that's pretty clear. He's getting on base. What does he have, a six, seven-game hit streak? He's on base. Uh, I
6: I think he had one game in there where he's even higher. But he's like 14 or 10 games, you know, not in a row, but, you know, like like 11, 10 out of 11 games he's gotten on base. Yeah, something like that.
3: So it's like his bench time came and went, and Collins just didn't do it. He wasn't hitting. He wasn't fielding. You know, him and Grandison, and we just don't sit guys that hit that 150. We just well, let him keep playing. I, it, it, that time came in. Well, right. Now that he's turned the corner, I, I would say you, you can't bench him.
5: You know, it's, it was a missed
3: opportunity. Should have been benched. Should have been yanked out of that one game. But now it's a lost opportunity. This is Colin's what, what, thing. You, you play a guy through a slump.
6: What do you do with the Grandy, man? he's going to
3: make it tough because he's not going to bat one fifty for me I, I don't I don't see him doing that, but as long as Cespedes is out, it's not an issue. The issue is when Cespedes comes back.
6: Well, I don't think there's an issue. I think he has to sit like
3: It's not April. he'll be a great fourth outfielder and to to leave him in and, and risk another month of hitting two hundred a home run once in a while. Do we have LeGaris for
1: defense? Does this the even Mets, make him a fifth you know, the, yeah, the Mets have this bad line loyalty to him, and it's sickening, actually. And, you know, I, I think I think Dude is going to be the one that sits, and they're going to move Bruce to first and weaken their defense just so they can keep Grandison in the lineup. I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Because i got to be honest. That would be horrible. horrible. As as, as bad as Duna is at first base defensively, Bruce is ten times worse defensively at first base than Duna. It's a problem. That's that's nothing
3: to do with Bruce. Bruce is just not a first base. That's nothing
1: to do with Bruce. It's just he's not a first base and he's playing out of position.
3: Right. You're not putting him in in a position to shine at first base. And then you're risking a hitting slump if he starts messing up at first base. But you're right, they're probably gonna do that. Thinking this is their best power hitting lineup, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, I don't I'm, know. I'm
3: gonna a- with Duda. But anyway, I'm done with it. I'd rather see uh, Dominic Smith play and do just get traded. I, I know he'll offer something when he comes back, but I'm I'm done with him. He'll never play a whole season.
2: yeah
1: you know i i agree well he's gone after this year. Well you look at the mess after this year you, you could tell you know like dude is going to be gone you know uh you know Granderson. if they sign grandison everybody should be fired it's time to move on from grandison you know yeah, bruce saw, should be there. bruce bruce cabrera's going to be gone you know reyes Cabrera? could be gone yeah, yeah. Bruce is the guy they got to keep out of all their free agents. Bruce should be their top priority. They, Bruce is clearly better than any of these guys that other guys that are a free agent. You know, and the Mets have enough money coming off the books where they should be able to just sign Bruce to a decent contract. You know, Bruce ain't going to get two hundred million dollars. So.
2: You know, personally, you know,
1: if if the problem is with the Mets, you always got to worry because they're so cheap. You always have to worry. So,
5: we'll see see what
1: happens
6: there. But the Mets need help. They need to get
1: healthy right now. They're playing good. You know, they're starting to play better, five and two in the last seven. But, you know, they got to say, like you said, they're going to have decisions to be made. And, I don't know, just switching the pitches for a second, do you guys agree with me that Montero just ain't a major league pitcher at this point? I mean, he's just not. He's not a good pitcher.
3: No, a disappointment. It's the same the thing, thing every I time. Am- the guy the guy can't throw a shred.
1: I mean, it's the same thing over and over.
3: Is it more a matter if he was our best option as opposed to a different minor leaguer? He has some major league experience, and he's going to have a short window when other guys come back. And Matt and Rugo
6: come back. Yeah, well, the Mets won't even call up their best hitting
1: prospects,
3: so they don't have any pitching prospects
1: like this anymore. I mean, all their pitching prospects are in the majors
3: already or hurt. Right. So That's why I was seeing Montero. That's why they got to go outside with the Confederates. You know, on, so on, on pitching, since Familias come back, right, and it's been a short time, and he had a couple of bad outings, a whole controversial being pulled from the game. I think he's actually been fine since then and is yeah. you know, looking good. And now we're seeing Reed, without the pressure of being the closer, back in the eighth. Last night he looked pretty good. Even Robles has pitched better. It, 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 how much did Samillian being out for a month hurt this bullpen? You know, you asked guys oh, to step up. They had to step up. Absolutely. They did for a little bit, and then they all
6: struggled. Absolutely. I, I don't even think that's a question. I think that's a great point. Well, I have a question for you guys, because we've seen some a couple of days ago that I, I think it was a little unique that Collins did one of those wacky things that ended up working out, but when he put a uh, read in the seventh inning instead of the eighth, and he had some words in the dugout with Reed, uh, you know, a- after he came out of the game. Yeah, I actually found out what that was. So... Reed, first of all, he put Reed in in the seventh
1: because the four, five, six hitters were up. So he was putting them in against the better hitters. It was a four-run lead at the time. So huh. that I really don't – I don't really – he was trying to keep it at four right there. So, I, honestly, I really don't think that was a bad move. Reed actually wasn't mad at him. Reed was actually mad at himself over a couple of pitches he threw. I, re, I heard after the game, that they said. Oh, Reed I didn't hear that. Okay.
6: He looked,
1: yeah, he so Reed mad. was actually mad at himself. Yeah, no, he was mad at himself because uh, he he hung a couple of pitches.
3: <clears throat> Luckily, it's, incredible. Yeah, it's, right. it's a you know, I almost think of a bullpen as like individuals coming in at certain times and you don't see them as a functioning unit. But now I'm seeing them as a unit, times where Blevins should pitch or Robles should pitch and Reed and Familiar should pitch. And, and I'm really thinking Familiar being out and his suspension hurt their April badly. Yeah. They, they survived about a week without him, and then it was really crumbling down. With the pen looked horrible. You know, even down to Reed. They, they could not, you know, hold the lead. Everyone's just giving up hits and runs. Familiar's back a little bit, and I'm seeing the pen as a unit turning the corner. At least reading Familiar and possibly Robles, I'm going to say, saying it. And then if you can let Solace rest a little bit, maybe he'll return to form.
6: Well, look.
1: Familia yeah, Cam- so took a, a couple of weeks to get back into form, too. Like he struggled when he first came, but that was more so rough. With, there's,
6: uh, there's so much better with Familia in the game, it's not even funny. You know? But, but here's my question to you guys. And, uh, you might think this is an interesting question, but with the Mets' current pitching staff, so let's just say, um, you got Harvey, you have DeGrom, you have whoever in the fifth hole. Let's say Mats comes back, right? You have Wheeler. So, so let's say Montero, Wheeler, Mats, Harvey, and, and DeGrom. Where do we rank in the National League, pitching wise?
4: Well, you're not going to see Montero. You'll
1: see Giselle Little Lugo over Montero. Once those guys get healthy, Montero will be back in the minors.
6: But I'm saying currently. So, or you can flip Lugo from that. Let's say one of them continues to have issues. Where, where do we rank starting pitching-wise in the National League? Well, it's hard to say because right now Harvey's not Harvey.
1: And, you know, Right now, we
3: don't yeah, rank high at all. Because, no, you know, where, where do, do we rank He'll never be the dominant pitcher he was. Will he be a winning pitcher? Can he pitch well enough to win games? Like, where do you think he's going to land over the course of this season? He's definitely in a transition of, you know, his pitching style. and I think he accepts it, which is a big, big plus. Some guys don't want to accept that. He's not trying to throw 98 every single pitch anymore. But is he a good third pitcher? He's not a number one guy, clearly. Is he, really, the question comes down, is he worth having for the next four seasons?
1: I mean, well, listen, he's only got this year and next year, and then he's a free agent. So we only got him for two this year, only two more years. But I think he could definitely be a number three. The problem is, you know, like you said, he'll never, I don't think he'll ever be that number one again. But I guess, you know, if, you could get, make, if he could be a good number two, number three, then it's, he still could be a very good pitcher, you know. So, but he needs right. to reinvent himself. You know, guys like Pedro Martinez and Yohan Santana, you know, these guys reinvented themselves when they got arm issues later in their career. Obviously, Harvey's younger than those guys were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Harvey's yeah, younger but yeah, than those yeah, guys were.
6: You're also talking about all-time greats. You're talking
1: about guys. That well, were, but we're just talking about guys that are having. You no, know, but we're talking about guys reinventing themselves off an injury, though. You know. Yeah, but you're hard. got to do that. You know, Pedro's Pedro an
6: all-time great. Santana's not an all-time great. Santana.
1: Santana Who? was great for a couple of years. Santana. He was great for a couple of years, but he's not an all-time great. Pedro's an all-time great. Pedro's a Hall of Famer. You know. Santana was great for a few years, you know, with the Twins especially, but you know mm-hmm. he wasn't—he's an
0: all-time great,
1: you know. So I'm
0: oh, just saying.
1: When Harvey was on top of his game, he was a dominant, dominant number one pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. So now he needs to reinvent himself, and you know he—he's still throwing ninety-five, ninety-six, but. It's something off. Him. Seems more it's something off him. Yeah, he's boy the ball's not moving the way. It's, it's not the same pitcher.
3: Yeah, it's, you the know? Ball ball. It, it's on it, this particular club. He's the best you're going to be is number three because and Degrom, if they're healthy and they're yeah. playing, uh, he's never going to. I don't think he'll ever surpass what they can do, barring them getting hurt. You know. The problem, is, yeah, the problem also is. Yeah, the problem
1: also is that. We need, you know, when, when you lose a guy, when, when you lose a guy, like, you know, Syndergaard, you need guys like Harvey to step up, and, you know, he you know, he's gotten creamed the last two outings, right? So, I mean, although one of them wasn't really his fault, they told him he was pitching two hours before the game started,
3: but, you know. Both of those games were Atlanta, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. A- some to consider, and the struggled against Atlanta, too so maybe Atlanta just
1: the hitters have the Mets number too. You could think about it that way, right if, you know mm-hmm.
3: oh, they're catching the pitches, you know,'m saying something's tipping from the way we send it from the dugout to the catcher to the pitcher. drives me crazy a little bit, you yeah, know, Ron Darling was it's, talking about that every single pitch comes from the dugout, and like in his day. You know, you worked it out between you and the catcher. The, you know, the coaches trained the catcher. The catcher had the game plan. And you just shook off pitches, yes or no, And sometimes they'd go all four and you're not on the one you wanted. But it was your pitching and your game. And and the way the Mets and a lot of teams are doing it now, it's, it's almost like the quarterback that called his own plays and now they don't. And he said the difference is quarterbacks have that microphone in their helmet. <laughs> you know, not calling their own plays, but they're talking to them the whole time. Pitchers don't have that, and you're trying to send it in from the dugout and let the pitching coach own the game. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I like the game turning that corner. I think what makes players great and catchers great, and a Gary Carter and a Mike Piazza and a, and a Molina, is their ability. You know, to call a good game, not not to have it called by the pitching coach. I agree, and then, and and to be dependent on shrugging off, you know, pitches, and and it, it's just an added step, and it makes it's twice over where they can steal your signs. And that's what... Yeah, you know, there's that, that, that part of it too. I'm not not a fan that. of
1: that. And now, you know, Darnot, who again was finally showing signs of life what is that again, now he's heard again. It's like another Pan, guy yeah. he, he can't rely on, right? And it's just, now know. he's out
3: for a bruised hand, right? And then the second time with the bruised hand? Yeah, I mean, he got hurt throwing the
1: ball to second. He hit the guy's bat. I mean, this guy is just accident prone. Some guys are just prone to it, and he's obviously prone to it because that's those are things that happen when you're accident prone. I, you know, it's like yeah. There's no other excuse for it. I mean, the guy who just stepped up to throw the ball to second, and he threw his hand and he hit the guy's bat in front of him. I mean, it, you
3: can't make it up,
1: and you just can't, You know, so.
2: It's, it's, the, the it's frustrating.
3: Him, it gets It Gets frustrated. When when he's healthy, I think he's our best catcher. And it comes down to exactly what you're saying. The guy's just never going to be healthy. And you need consistency with your catcher and your pitchers. That there's you know something you know in this game with all the good teams and all the good pitchers, they have catchers they like as much as they may like Darno. And the ERA's down. He's not going to be there for the whole season to be your number one guy at this point in his career. It's it's a. Tough call they made in the offseason to go with him. He had a good spring. Every time it looks like he's starting to hit, he gets hurt. You know, and how much can Rivera play every day? And then we're looking at Pilecki as the backup. You know, Rivera went two for four yesterday. I don't expect that from him long, you know.
1: That's the thing is Rivera calls a great game, but, right? But he's not going to hit enough. to. You know, if you play him every day, he's going to be hard. You know, his hitting is going to get exposed
3: he's going to wear it down. So he, he's, he's like a bigger, older catcher. You know, I don't think he's a starting catcher in this league anymore. You know, hopefully he can step up a month. And then Oak can come back and hurt again, and he can step up again. <laughs> well, yeah, Maybe. exactly.
5: I mean, did address in the
3: offseason, right?
5: Yeah,
1: there was a guy out there, like I mentioned the whole offseason, season weed is. Washington got him, and now he's tearing it up for Washington, right? So, Mets mm-hmm. missed the ball there. They, they clearly had an upgrade, and they just were too cheap to go get it, you know? And that's the frustrating part about being a Mets fan, you know? All right. Because there's, there's, there's things out there to improve, and it, it, money is always an obstacle for them, always. And good teams, Money's not an obstacle for good teams. Not. right.
4: They, they look at it like Do you, the you think
1: the or... Yankees Do you think the Yankees would blow a chance Of getting better because they don't want to spend A few million extra bucks? No, that would never Happen with the Yankees, ever you Upgrade a position it? If you can Yeah, and it was a clear I mean, a, a monster upgrade, you're not even talking about A little upgrade, you're talking about a major And I'm not even just talking right. about the hitting a Way better hitter, defensively It's just a big upgrade, the guy just had a call A game, he's a professional catcher Right. You know, when Yadier and not, Molina Not at right. down. You know, when Mets ain't getting and Molina So, you know But no, if you look at the team now Obviously they're getting good Contribution out of like T.J. Rivera At first base But how long is that going to last? He's not a first baseman, right? So, you know, he's giving them good offense He's hitting he, he, I'll give him that, he can't he can get hit He's always hit, right? But, you know, the other day, like, when he dropped that pop-up, you know, you're going to get that first thing. you got guys out of position. You're going to get these mistakes, you know. Uh Obviously, it didn't hurt them because they were winning 16-5 when he did it, but it's just a point that if it happens in a one-run game, you know. Personally, the move that I think they should make that's being talked about is moving Reyes back to Short and Cabrera to third. It makes sense on so many levels. One, Reyes ain't comfortable with third base, He's, and he is comfortable at shortstop. You can see the difference. You can see it,
3: yeah. And,
1: and Cabrera, his knees are shocked. The guy gets hurt swinging. He gets hurt running to first. The guy is always grabbing his legs. I don't know if you noticed that. He's always hurt, that guy. Yeah. I've never seen a, a, a 30-year-old guy that got like chronic leg problems like this guy. So he did great for us last year. He's not doing good this year. and He looks terrible in the field. If you put him at third base, it takes less wear and tear on his knees. You don't have to range as far over. It makes sense on so many levels. So obviously, the Mets don't have the goals right. to do the move everybody knows they should do, and it's pull up the, the top prospect in baseball, Rosario, who's hitting 400 right. over 400 in AAA. You know, him and Dominic Smith, there's no reason they're not both on the team right now. But it's the Mets, so you got to go with what they give you, right? But I think the Reyes, moving Reyes and Cabrera swap should happen. I think, right away, personally. Yeah, they,
3: they talked about it. Uh, Ron Darling talked about it in the game like two days ago. They asked him, would you be considering that? And he said, um, like yesterday, he was basically saying it should have been done. and see what happens. Yeah, so I and mean, you the can see the difference
1: in saying. race to shortstop, right? You can see the mm-hmm. The race is way more comfortable shortstop. You know, it's his natural position. You know, me, if Cabrera
4: shot. I'd be right
1: shocked, just watching, and just watching him on the bases and swinging, I'd be shocked if Cabrera lasts the season at this rate, like without going to the DL a couple of times. Shocked. You see, the guy the guy swings, he, 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 they go for pickoff attempts, and the guy's on the floor holding his leg for five minutes. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Like, I, the guy literally can't stay healthy.
3: are they going to do to him what they do to everyone else? Let him play until he goes out of a game and hits a DL for a month where you could not play him, right? Let him rest and at least have his bat on the bench and have a stronger bench. If he's not playing, the swing will be there, you know, for pinch hitting roles, and he's a veteran player like that. There's so much to leaving a player in who's not 100% when you have other options. If you have no other option, I, I get it. But if there are options, you should use them. You know, the pitching staff struggled a little bit. I think a stronger infield defense would help tremendously, you know, to, to have Rays yeah. maybe at short and maybe a Dominic Smith at first base and start shoring things up. I mean, walker, Walker's walker been – he's Walker. He's He's a fine second baseman, but he's offered nothing offensively. Like that's how I'm seeing him this year. It's been minimal that's, at best,
1: That's you know. $17 million right now. They could have had Weeders and another release
3: pitcher, right, instead of
1: Walker. Mm-hmm. And, and then had well, Rivera and Flores playing second, and they would have been fine. And then they could eventually move Cabrera to second and called up Rosario. The, they, the Mets blew it. $17 million. Walker's not worth $7 million. never mind 17 It was a terrible move. The Mets will hope that he walked and they got a draft pick. That's why the Mets did it. They did it for a draft pick, and that's how pathetic they are. Right.
3: I I, think, the, I don't know what they saw the in, they in Walker. The crazy. I mean, likable player, good guy in the clubhouse. He's not going to slap women around and get arrested, all that. I, I give him. But, you know, for big bucks and a batting average, you know, he started fine, but isn't he coming back off of back surgery? Yeah, you know, you get and he looks a little. Seventeen million bluff. dollars to a guy coming off back surgery. It's horrible. I mean, did did you think he was going to come and hit, like he had like 13 months early last year, that off back surgery? He was going to repeat that. All all I can hope is maybe by the end of the year, you know, he he does better. But with back surgery, the opposite might happen. He might wear down. At some point, you got to make a call and say, T.J. Rivera should play second base. You know, give the kid an opportunity, and if he tanks, he tanks, but it, it's gutsy moves when when you sign guys that are probably going to be okay.
1: Yeah, especially for that kind of money. I mean, you know, one thing if you had him for half the price of what you're paying him, but you're paying him $17 million. Off well, facts. I are. mean, yeah. You know, yeah, he's and
3: making more he money. money. He's
1: it, thinking, happened
3: while he was, it happened while he was on your team, more. right?
1: You're, pay, you're paying him. Padman's back with us, too. You're paying right. him. You're paying him and Grandison $17 million each and getting nothing for $34 million, basically. You know?
3: Well, you got you got a 300 average between the two of
2: them. Yeah. On fifteen Yeah, combined. You
6: got four home runs combined. No, uh, no, look, Look, the day... Look, Offensively, they're doing okay the last week. It won't last forever, though. That's, that's what offenses do. So the pitching has to get straightened out. But I got a question for you guys. Sorry to interrupt, uh, but before I hop, because I have to go. Why is it, now I heard the stat the other day, listen to me kid. that there's more strikeouts <clears throat> for nine innings and more home runs than in the last two seasons than more, more than ever in the history of baseball? How could the, how could we explain that without the use of uh, PEDs?
5: Well, well no, I don't mind that. More strikeouts,
6: more, I strikeouts just think you got more, more at and more home runs than ever in the history it's the style of baseball. Power of hitting now—it's it's, it's, it's the power hitting and the power pitching. That's
1: what it is. It has nothing to do with PEDs. It has to do with power pitching. It's just that's why guys are striking out more. It's just they just. But there's a lot of strikeouts and home runs are up in baseball this year, and a lot of it has to do with a lot of these pitches getting hurt. A lot of these good pitches are out. I mean, look around the league. A lot of pitches are missing time around the league.
3: Yeah, and
1: you have Cyndergard out, right? yeah, out
2: for a while. you have Cyndergard out
1: for a while. You have Bum out for a while. You have Bumgarden out for a while. You've had a lot of other big pitches missing time.
6: I Bill think a is out. I mean, you have a lot of big starters on the DL. I, I, I believe there's a couple of factors here. One, I think the parks are a lot smaller than they've ever been. The new parks, they're, they're putting them in situations where there's, 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 there's wind streams out to the outfield, and they're trying to make it easy for hitters to hit that. And they're also a, a bit smaller. Number two,
2: <clears throat>
6: I think you're right. People are trying to throw the ball right through the backstop. And if you do get around on the ball, it's going to go a little further. But I do think there has to be something happening. Maybe the athletes are in better condition today. Maybe they're, you know, instead of PEDs, but maybe they're taking, you know, more than natural supplements a little more. I don't know. But it has to be something because um, I wouldn't never have believed that stat because obviously we all see the 90s and what happened. Um, but, but
2: that's, in fact, what they said, whether it's
6: completely true or not. You know, as, uh,
3: as players I, go for home runs, their strikeouts increase, though, right? That's like the whole home run or bust concept. If you're hitting a lot of home runs, you've probably got a decent amount of strikeouts.
5: And, and if you uh, get a league
3: where these figures home runs is what pays you, might have a lot of guys trying to hit more home runs. It's going to lead to a lot more strikeouts. I mean, the Mets clearly guilty of it.
4: I was never a big fan of, you know, as my father used to always tell
1: me growing up is that it's not good to lift a lot of weights while you're playing baseball, that it actually affects you. Physically, we are more prone to an injury. If you, if you lift a lot of weight, especially during the season, Mm. that, you know, you know, in the off season, it's a right to strengthen up a little, but during the season, you should not lift weights because you're more prone to injury by lifting weights during the season. And, uh yeah, my father always used to tell me that growing up.
3: All right, that goes and down to the, synagogue. that was well before the whole
1: steroid issue even started. You know, this was even when I was younger kid, he used to tell me this. So, it's just, it's crazy. You know, I think a lot of the injuries have, have to do with that. Guys work out too much. I, I, you know, whatever they're taking, whatever supplements or whatever, whether it's legal or not, you know, whatever they take, I think that has part of, part of the problem here. I think that's, causing a lot of these injuries as well. There's got to be something with the pitches, too. There has to be a reason that more pitchers
3: get hurt now. I think lack of PEDs for them. You know, most of the players that were busted for that were pitchers, and it wasn't to gain strength. It was for recuperating. It, it gave them better recuperation. They weren't being muscular bodybuilders, but they were recuperating better with the, a little bit of steroids. Minus that. I think a lot of pitches are breaking down a little more. You know, it could have been like a standard treatment a certain amount, you know, rehabbing on your shoulder. Um, the Yankee pitcher was a perfect yeah. example of it, right? N- yeah. name is uh yeah. So Clemens you're talking about? No, no, not Clemens.
6: That it?
3: Clemens. Yes. Yeah. He said he, he, he took him, but it was just more for, you know, rehabilitation. Well, you know In how I feel climbing. about that.
1: Pettit, Pettit's a fraud, okay? Anybody who believes Pettit is a Yankee homer, okay? Anybody who believes somebody when they say they only did it once is full of shit. okay? And you know me. I've been one of those that said I don't really – it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other people about the guys that took steroids because everybody was doing it and it wasn't illegal at the time. But Pettit right. is a fraud, all right. Don't come out a here and to blame players. It. Hard to
3: blame players when it wasn't illegal.
1: You know? Yeah, exactly. And I have no problem with it. I think Bonds, I think Clemens, I think all these guys are Hall of Fame players, and they should be in the Hall of Fame. Arod, they should all be in the Hall of Fame. They probably won't. I think they'll eventually get in, probably towards the end of their term limit,
3: mm-hmm. but.
1: You know, I think they're they're making them pay for it now. You know, let them wait it out. But nobody let can tell me run that steroids made Barry Bonds a Hall of Famer because they did. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer well before he took steroids.
3: So, you know. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, He's a constant three hundred hitter, forty home run guy. I mean, yeah. What can you say about? They him? can make
1: an argument. Yeah, they can make an argument. It took them from
3: forty to sixty homers if they want, but you
1: know what? I don't think steroids makes you hit 20 more homies in the year. I really don't. They, they, I read something once that said, you know, it, it could give you maybe five to ten feet more on, on, on the ball if you hit it, right? But mm-hmm. a lot of Bonds' and balls went way more than ten feet over the fence. So, I <laughs> mean, you know. But, you know, there's always going to be those old timers and those baseball fans that are totally against it, right? And listen, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, so but... Well, pre-steroids, what'd you have? I
3: pre-steroids, I, we're hurting the steroid guys, and everyone in the Hall of Fame, pre-steroids, it was like booze and coke. So, it, like, to, yeah. to an extent, you're knocking these guys, but a lot of cokeheads are in the Hall of Fame. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think they just used other drugs back then. I think they drank a lot and then boosted themselves up to play the next day. And that was baseball. Yeah. I, I think that was an era of, of booze and drugs. You know, right up to the 86 Mets.
1: Yeah, I mean, that team, forget about that team, what they were doing that year.
3: Yeah, so it's like we're not knocking the, the booze and drug guys, but we're hammering the steroids. A little weird.
2: Yeah, oh, so
1: I think, you know, look at a guy like Mickey Mantle, right? He was a known drunk, right? He used to,
6: he was drunk yeah. when
1: he was playing, and he, and he still did good, right? It didn't affect his play.
3: So. Right, but if you're boozing and you're hungover, you're taking something to get over that hangover. It's probably an illegal yeah. drug too, probably in the form of a yeah. white powder. That, that's just the reality of it. But there's no problem with that.
1: Yeah, well they. They overlook certain – it depends. They overlook certain things, I
2: guess, right?
3: Yeah. But, you know, and we've seen Strawberry and Gooden and what, what the error of their greatness did to them on their personal lives. Strawberry seems to recover good and not, but does it keep him – Gooden's not a Hall of Fame player, but I just think a lot of players went through what they went through all over the league for a long period of time.
2: They the didn't, first
1: few years didn't. Of, yeah, the first few years of their careers, you would have thought those guys were ticketed for a Hall of Fame if they would have stayed, kept the course and stayed, kept themselves straight, right? I mean, yeah. Gooden, when Gooden I'm, came up, Gooden, Gooden was right there with Clemens when they started. Remember, they were the two big things in baseball, Gooden and Clemens.
3: I, I don't think they brought drugs into baseball. I think they came into a drug ridden baseball league. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and this is just the error they came into, and then for other guys coming up, everyone was taking a steroid that was legal. You know, it'll we'll play better, you'll feel better tomorrow, whatever their reason or rationale. It's the league you came into. You know, it, it's hard to hard to blame the players. <clears throat> Certain people won't do things because they won't do things, but that's not going to be the majority. I yeah. would say most guys no, are taking a little something.
1: But, yeah, and then now you come to the point where, you know, guys who went from drugs like that to steroids, right, and then, you know, supplements and HGH and all that type of stuff, right, performance right. and They're and, playing better you lasting
3: know. longer. You've banned it, and we're probably seeing guys getting hurt a little more often, and it would affect pitchers because of the motion of their arm over and over and over to seven innings of pitching. Yeah. And they probably need the recovery more than anybody.
1: And, you know, it's been proven, because you see a lot of guys fail these tests, it's been proven that a lot of these, a lot of people took steroids and never became good from it, right? A lot of minor leaguers and and just average players that got busted for steroids. It didn't make sense to
3: the If if you were good, it would probably help maintain you. If you're a scrub, yeah, you're right. It's not going to make you a star. Yeah, that, that's just a waste.
1: And,
2: and we said now, yeah. too, is
1: that a guy does good. Like, here you got this guy, right? He comes from Japan. Uh, you know, he was in Japan for a couple of years, Eric Game on the Brewers, right? Mm-hmm. He had a couple of great years, you know, 50 home run years. He's come here and he's hit 12 home runs already got the year. And now everybody's like, he's on several. Like, it's like an automatic assumption now that there's something wrong with somebody, right? And then, right. I don't know if you heard what I don't know if you heard what Anthony Rizzo said at the Cubs. He said he came out this week and he goes, "Well, you know, there's ways around it. They should test more because some people go months without getting tested, right?" Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then, sure enough, a day after he said that, he got a surprise random test. Rizzo, he obviously passed it, but I'm just saying. So, this there's, there's something missing here. Uh, you know, I'm missing something. Something's missing here, uh, you know. There has to be something. Yeah. Look, do you think – is there a, a definitely every player in the league clean right now? I doubt it. I'm sure there's guys sneaking some shit in there right now. And, obviously, it's true because, look, the guy on the Pirates, Sal Marte, one of the best young players in the league, just got suspended 80 games two weeks ago. And he's out until July now because he got caught with it, right? Right. So it's it's a fine line of who's doing what, what are they doing? Is it really making that much of a difference? You know, I I just I you know, it's like when are we just going to move past this and just start enjoying baseball
3: again? I I think yeah, we should be already. The league's never going to be a hundred percent clean of every. Yeah, the guy's still drinking and doing coke, I'm sure, you know. It's no matter how much your life spirals out of control, or does or doesn't. It's a part of life. And for these guys, maybe more so.
2: It would be nice
3: to see the league move on from it. You know, and, and the need for the PEDs for pitchers, it, it tells you there's a certain wear and tear on every pitcher in the league. You know, you want these guys on the field if they're talented and good. So, like, what should they be allowed to do? Stretch and ice your shoulder and that's it? Yeah, like,
4: where, yeah, yeah.
1: everybody everybody was loving it when McGuire and Sosa were chasing the home run racket,
3: right? Absolutely. Save baseball. That's how I always see that. Save baseball. Drew a huge interest into it. You know, it, it's what it, what Padman was saying, the strikeouts and the home run. I'm like, both well, strikeouts bring fans in and home runs bring fans in. I think guys are going to go for home runs. It's just, it's a fun thing to see. And I, I, I really open this saying: It was good to see the Mets not doing that. But we all know when Bruce pops one, it's exciting. So that's what it's popping or Piazza in the past or every team that has a home run hit a Stanton home run. These things are pretty, you know, it wakes up the crowd. When they're coming to the plate, you get a little nervous. Sam came to the plate in a one-run game, you know, in the ninth or the eighth inning last night. You know getting past him is an achievement. You're more likely to win yeah. for that good. For that exciting of a player, especially in a one-run game or two-run game with somebody on. You know what they're capable of, and you know they're going to do it a certain percentage of time over the season. Not every time, but you know they do it. That's why they're the stars of the league. Exactly. The home run and Stan paid well. He's paid well. It's like home runs get you paid. It's what has kept Grandison around. Definitely not his batting average or his arm, but his 30 home runs have kept him around. Yeah, and the Mets are just going by, well, you know,
1: he's been hard the last two years and then he got hot, And they're hoping again. But, you know, at some point, he's 37 years old. That's not going to keep happening. At some point, you're never going to get it back.
3: You know? Right, and and do you let go of him a season too early where he still hits dirty? It all depends on who you're benching to play him. And at this point, if you're benching Conforto in the long run, it's, probably, it's not a good idea to say that straight. Conforto should play over him. They, they need to know to let this guy develop, and is he a long-term solution for the Mets in the outfield, the player you're going to keep?
7: You know, rather than
3: he hits lefties, not righties, and platooning him, he was never platooned. They said this the other day; he was never platoon in the minors. He didn't have a lefty-righty issue. We created one when he came up by trying to find a way to get him in the lineup. You know, either he's our outfielder or not. And then are we stuck with Conforto, Cespedes, and Bruce? And there's no, face there's no real center fielder there the guy that probably should be playing center field in that case is Cespedes, and he doesn't want to. Yeah, that's, you know,
1: to me, Granderson's the guy. Now, here's a guy. It's a good point about Granderson. Here's a guy who's always been a scrappy hitter three years, a fast guy, and then, you know, he's, yeah, he, he always had power, a little power, but his power obviously got better as he got older. So right. you haven't heard you never heard anything about him, right? With PEDs and stuff, right?
3: But yet other guys when their power gets better as they get older, that's the first thing
1: you hear. Like you and know grand,
3: Granny's in shape, I have no doubt about that. You know, the guy, um have we ever seen him come into the league and not in shape? He looks fat or overweight?
2: No, no, he's always
3: play plays hard.
1: But at some yeah. point, you just, you know. And he hasn't been terrible in the outfield defensively, either.
3: That's been a he, shocker. He, Him hitting 150, not a shocker. But I think he's actually played a decent outfield, you know, <laughs> this season. He's willing to throw his yeah. body to die for baseballs. The arm's the arm. It's an average arm, but he's... Last year, I thought he couldn't track down a fly ball. This year, a little different. He's just putting the Mets in a weird situation where they're going to play him. Well, maybe we just shouldn't be anymore. He should be a role player. It, it, yeah. When it, When is he going to become a role player? And maybe the same thing for Reyes. When is he, didn't we get Reyes to be a role player, a utility guy? You know, a great uh, veteran off the bench that can fill in for people in different spots. Yeah,
1: I think injuries have changed. Have forced him, right? Injuries have kind of forced the, the issue. That
3: right when the season started, I'm like, Ray's is going to be our third baseman. Wright's not going to be our third baseman. That's exactly that, what happened. You said it. I remember you said it.
1: And, and right, so he we said have Wright was in the dugout yesterday. Who knows if
3: Wright's even going to come back? I mean, you know, ever. Yeah, it's just it's an odd lingering thing with him. They were like. They don't want to make the call. You know, he's just the yeah. face of the franchise. And is he really anymore? Is that just an emotional attachment to him? He, has, he hasn't played, you know, a season. When was the last time he played a whole season?
1: Yeah, I mean, and even if he, like you said, he plays, what's he going to play, two, three days a week? I mean, you know, and it's something that's going to hang. I don't see it something that's going to be resolved anytime soon because the guy's not going to walk away from $80 million.
3: No, they're they're just in a weird situation. He's getting paid. and I'm not saying he's not trying to come back. You know.
1: Well, they're not so the bothered then. by
3: it they they're not so bothered because they're collecting insurance all of it.
1: So they're not so bothered by it because it ain't like they're paying them for nothing. They're getting they're getting seventy percent of the money back. But you know, but God forbid they invest that seventy percent into the team to get better. You know, God forbid. <laughs> All right. So that's the Messi's at their best. But listen, they're playing better. They're 5-2 in the last seven. And hopefully they can just keep it rolling along offensively. But like, you know, we were talking about, I don't know if this offense could keep this pace without Cessna's, you know, how right. long they could keep it. So their pitching needs to step up, too. Like Harvey has to start pitching better. Wheeler has to start giving us more than five innings. And we need match back. You know, DeGrom to me will be fine. But we need Matt back, then. And we need Giselman to at least be yeah. close to what he did last year.
3: Right. Matt's being the lefty and kind of letting teams see something some, something different. You know, that's huge. Yeah. You know, for, from Harvey, you got the ground fastball pitcher, Syndergaard fastball pitcher. Harvey used to be fastball pitcher. You know power pitcher, let's use that phrase, because he still can throw 90s, but he's not. that's three straight dominant power pitchers in a row, Harvey not being what he was. That's tough. His reinvention is what we were saying before. It's key to his long-term success. He's going to have to be a different pitcher, throw the power pitch once in a while in key spots, not overpower somebody with three straight pitches. It'll be really interesting to see how he pans out over the next two years. The worst thing we could do is he's okay this year, looks better next year, like he's turning a corner and reinventing himself, and then we don't sign him. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I, I he agree. He on to I be a, a, a decent pitcher. If, if we're going to go through this pain with him, you know, unless he totally tanks next year, if he, if he looks okay, like he'll be a good third guy, keep him. Because he'll be a different type it, pitcher than the Grom and Syndergaard at that point.
1: Yeah, he can't come in big money right now. I mean, really can't. I
3: mean if somebody gives him big money, they're just stupid at this
1: point, right? I mean
3: Yeah, I would think so. You know, and, and I think he has the mentality and the head and that he'll put in the effort to reinvent himself. I just don't ever expect him to be the Harvard Day pitcher he was. But I can yeah, still see him being and can, all that again, right? I I can see him being an effective pitcher in a different way. You know, much like how Cologne has kind of stretched out his career, and and um, is a smart pitcher. Harvey's not a dummy. He's young enough to fix this, and we got this season and next season to to watch his progress. And that
1: is part of blame that year but they went to the World Series that he, when they wanted to shut him down and, they get, and that they overworked him, and that's why this all happened. But so you know, you're trying to win a World Series. Him as a competitor, he didn't want to come out. Them as a team, they needed him in there. So I don't see how you can have regrets about that. You know, the Nationals, remember a couple years ago when they sat Strasburg out in the playoffs and they lost?
7: You know what? They never
1: got that far into the playoffs again since then. So I bet you they regret not pitching him that year because they had a chance to win the World Series that year, and they blew it.
8: So,
3: As all fans know for every team... The World Series wins are you know not easy to come by. Axe last year's World Series champions. It's not easy to come by. When you have your shot, you go out, you get whatever player you need, you do what you got to do for that year. Yep. Just do not do it right.
1: The Cubs, the Cubs traded a lot of their top prospects to get guys like Chapman for that stretch run last year, and then Chapman mm-hmm. walked. Really, they just borrowed them for like two months, and they trade, you know. But they won a World Series, so it makes it all worth their while. If you win the World Series, it don't matter what you trade; it was worth it, you know. Yeah, like I, or even get even get there. Like I looked at the year two years ago, the Mets traded Fulmer for is Obviously, nobody would trade. Nobody would ever reverse that trade. That's, but it's carried us into the playoffs that year, and Fulmer has turned into a, a really good pitcher. Now he won Rookie of the Year, and he's having a good year this year, right? So. Mm-hmm. sometimes, some but I wouldn't trade that. And you know, we were able to keep sets for luckily. But I wouldn't trade that for the world. Uh, you know, to, uh, you know how much we needed sets for his. He it got us to help get us to the playoffs and to the World Series that year.
3: Right. So. You you make those moves because you can't think maybe what the Nationals think. Oh, next year, next year. There's no guarantees. You know, it's a long season, lots of injuries. You, you go for it when you have the shot. That that's. The reality. Cubs are a perfect example of it. Got it done. And no guarantee you'll get it done, but you, you make those moves, you, you go for it. That's the reality. And the, the Mets coming down the out stretch.
2: They got Bruce last year, and they
1: got boost last year, but the only thing is I don't think the Mets do enough in the off season to get better. Like, to come back this year with the same exact team they had last year is, I you're trying to win a World Series. That's inexcusable.
3: Yeah. The, probably the best thing they could have done would have been Another bullpen and a catcher. If if yeah. I'm thinking first base, you do have Dominic Smith, you do have Rosario, you know, where you can say let's take a chance and play this rookie. He's developed long enough already, you know? But the I catcher position, don't I have said, in the mines. I would have let Walker, yeah. But you don't have anything.
1: I would have let Walker leave and I would have started leaders and a good bullpen, a good veteran reliever. And and said, Let's go. You know, but...
3: Yeah, it wasn't anything they, dramatic we had to do, but you had to address uh, the catch. Yeah, gadgets. we
1: weren't too much on Walker. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a weird so, franchise.
2: Yeah, they, they... That's
1: why the problem is they never sustain a good long period of time of winning because they're unwilling to go that extra mile to do it. And they're just fine with being just competitive. They don't, you know, not trying to go for it year mm-hmm. in, year out.
3: Yeah, well, we'll see no, by, no, to me, by your next show for over 500 or under 500.
1: <laughs> yeah, well,
3: this week will be telling, right? So,
1: got to try to win the series this weekend, and then got to just keep winning series. You just got to win two out of three, two out of three. Maybe get a sweep here and there and there, but just keep winning series. If you keep winning series, you'll be in good shape.
3: That, that's the reality. A 500 team, one or two games over 500, is not going to win <laughs> this division. No. Uh, I wouldn't count on the Nats to you know, crumble at 20 and (laughs) 9. I think we'll catch up. Somebody will catch up to them, but they're in above 500 ball club. And then the Mets can pass them. We're going to have to get over 500. The hitting is
1: unbelievable right now. I mean, they got four guys hitting with an OPS over. I mean, over 800. Between Harper, Zimmerman, Zimmerman's having an unbelievable year. I mean, but he's another guy who can get hurt every day. But Hopper, Zimmerman, Murphy, I mean, you got. They got big... Trey Turner, they got big bats in this lineup. Right. You know, they got Weeders. I mean, and they got pitching. They got Scherzer, Shredberg. And their, their big weakness is their bullpen. They don't have a closer. But here again, another team, they'll go out and get a closer when they have to before the deadline. Like right. they did last
7: year.
3: Uh, they might be as long as they're over 500 and sitting in first place, you know, ride it out and then make a move later when when they need to. Yep. That's just got to be careful. Looks you know, I are back in his MVP form. I have too many memories of, of the Braves running away with first place and just couldn't be caught. It clearly won't be the Braves, but we just got to be careful the Nationals don't do that to us.
5: You yeah. know, busy hovering
3: over 500, below 500, and got to get to 500, and you're not watching them. You know, and they're playing 600 baseball, and you can Get ten games out, five, six, all right. But I, I, for me, the number's ten. You hit ten out, you're—that's a little, that's a panic button. That's a hard yes. You, you need to really win for a stretch, and you need to lose during it. You know, I hate when you're counting on other teams needing to lose. You know, ten games. Yeah. You got to take
2: care Long of season,
3: team but team. summer goes quick. They got to, you know. Face see themselves as a team better than five hundred and stay there. Don't don't know these stupid losing streaks where they fall below five hundred and no good. Yep.
2: I agree,
1: Dr. A. Alright. Oh well, all right, well thanks thanks for calling as always. Good good segment today and uh, we'll see next week where we're at and we'll talk more next week and we'll get to fuck through uh Either a good week or a bad week next week again. Josh, what, what? Where does the roller coaster put us this week? <laughs> we'll find yeah, out, right? What, what kind of roller, emotional roller coaster is next, waiting for us now? Exactly. All right, man. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll speak to you soon.
3: All right, you too. Take care. All right, man.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Alan.
3: Bye. Right.
1: Howard from Old Bridge, Doctor A, as always. Doing this great job and the Met Round Table. Padman is on it as well. Great job, guys. Gonna keep with the phone lines right now. Christine from Pine Bush,
8: what's up? What's up, Mojo? What's going on? Matt and
1: I'm calling to talk about
8: my
1: Yankees. Yeah, Yankees are playing good until you're happy. Yankees. You gotta be happy right now.
8: Aaron Judge Yeah,
1: Judge was to what happened?
8: Yeah. Even Brett Ivins has been playing really good.
1: Yeah. And the funny thing is I know a ton of Yankee fans that wanted him off the team a week ago. That's the funniest part of, of Not of hey, Brett I always
8: like him. He's fast. He's clutch. He's good. Uh, the whole he's their only leadoff hitter, that's...
1: too. He's their only leadoff hitter, too, Gardner. Yeah. You know?
8: Yeah. The judge,
1: yeah. Has been, the judge has been unbelievable. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's the steal in yeah, my fantasy pitch draft. Pitch. I got him late in my fantasy draft. He's been a steal for me. Oh no, I could imagine. <clears> but they're all playing good. I mean, you know, they got yeah, you Castro. know Edley. Edley's playing good. Castro's playing good. The pitching has been good, and that's been a surprise because really? nobody was expecting their pitching to be good. You know, other than Sabathia, yeah. everybody else is pitching good.
2: Yeah, has well, well, been
1: pitch yeah, pitching good. Severino's pitching good.
8: Annoys me. Every year I have a problem with Sebastian. I just, I don't
1: know. Listen, he was great early in his contract. You know, mm-hmm. the last couple of years he got hurt and he's getting old. You know, it happens. That's the risk when you give guys eight to ten year contracts because at the end of their contracts, they're not going to be as good anymore. That's yeah. just the reality yeah. of it. You know, you yeah. see with all the players that sign these long deals. But listen, you got to be happy. The Vulcan's great. The product oh, pitching has been unbelievable. And the, and the hitting, absolutely. I mean, the young hitters, you know, and even, like, yeah. veteran guys like Matt Holiday have been really good for them.
8: Yeah. So they
1: got everything clicking right now. You know, I just got to hope they maintain like it and they stay healthy. Oh.
8: Sanchez came back
1: yesterday, right? Yeah, Sanchez came back So That's the one guy they need going, right? He's the one up to the slow yeah. start this year. Yeah. but. You know, but even Romine, who replaced them, Romine played well when he yeah, was out. Yeah, he's
8: been a big. Yeah, he's been playing good too. Yeah.
1: And the same thing when Didi was out, that the guy Torre has played great for them, right? And they, they got <laughs> yeah. uh, other guys have stepped up for them. You got to give them credit. I mean, the Yankees, you know, the Yankees are playing great baseball in the first place. They had A real dramatic win yesterday. I mean, that was dramatic throughout the night. Right, Gardner, right,
8: Gardner, right there. Two strikes, two out, ninth inning, 3-1
1: shot last night since the Cubs. The Yankee fans should to... be very happy. They got a lot of all their young players are playing well. You know, Sanchez is struggling, but, you know, I still like Sanchez's upside. You know, I think Sanchez will turn it around. So, yeah. you know, got to be happy. I mean, listen, Judge, what Judge is giving you has is, is, is been the, the real – yeah. story here, yep. you know, like, I mean, the guy, yep. nobody expected him to hit 330 in the first month of the season, you know, yeah,
2: he's, and, he's, you know,
1: the power's real, like, you knew he had power.
2: Castro's
8: playing good, too. Yeah,
1: Castro's playing well. He's a good veteran yeah. player. I mean, yeah. they got good, they got good pieces, the Yankees. I just think they need that one more pitcher,
2: yeah, you know, that they could too. get, like,
1: a really good pitcher to replace, like, Sabathier or something, yeah. or... Wait my dad. And I think they'll do it eventually. If they're in the if they're still playing this good in July, they'll go out and get what they need. They will, you know. So, but I think the Yankees are also in a spot where they don't want to mortgage the future either. Like they're still, you know, they're playing good now, but they're still in their rebuild. You know, so they're not going to want to trade any of these. They're not going to want to trade Torres, the kid they got in the minors, or Frazier, because the they got in the minors. But they may have to trade one of them to get that big arm. So, that's the, that's the one piece that's going to be interesting to see what they do when the time comes. Do they, do they pop yeah. one of those two guys, you know? But, listen, yeah. if you have a chance to win, the Yankees show, they'll go get what they need, you know? So. And the
8: Mets, they had a big victory last
5: night.
1: Yeah, yeah, listen.
5: Against the Mets Braves, did, right?
1: We just talk, I'm sure you just heard we were talking. I mean, listen. They're playing better yeah. now. It's been disappointing. They're, listen, the team's been crushed with injuries. I mean, so you lose Cespedes and Syndergaard. I mean, that's, you know, your best, your best It's still
8: early. It's still early in the game,
1: yeah. The trouble thing know, is, you know, big... Cespedes will be back in a couple of weeks. You know, Syndergaard could be out two over two months. That's the trouble. You know, you need Syndergaard. He's their best pitcher. Yeah.
2: Well, and that was strictly we'll on the Mets. The Mets shouldn't have
1: pitched them. They should have rested I mean, this wouldn't happened. but it's the Mets. So.
8: It's still, like I said, though, it's still early. It's only May, the beginning of May. No, it's five We've still got a long way to go from November, October, you know? So, we'll see.
6: It would be, be nice if we can get both teams,
1: both New York teams, in the postseason this year. It would be exciting to get uh, at least.
8: She's really, really good. We may never
1: know. No, no. I, I, I think we may. We'll see. Oh, it definitely could happen. There's no doubt about yeah. it. I mean, as bad as the Mets are playing, and they're six games behind Washington, they're only a game out of the wild card. So one yeah. game out with five months left, and you're playing as bad as you could possibly play. So you know, I still feel the Mets will be in the playoffs when it's all said and done. But unless guys keep getting hurt and dropping like flies. And I think the Yankees, if they can maintain this pace, they they can definitely make a run too. I mean, right now they look like they're definitely a team.
8: But
1: and the Red Sox are only three, four games out. The Red Sox are right there, but the Red Sox are clearly missing Big poppy. like clearly.
2: Yeah. You know, not
1: only his offense, his leadership. They're missing. They're missing him in that slot, You know, in that dugout. You know. Oh
8: yeah.
2: Oh yeah.
1: What do you think? What do you think about Gina possibly buying the Marlins? Huh?
8: Uh no, I can't. Believe it. I mean, it sounds good. You know, it sounds good. Well, he always think.
1: he always said he wanted to own a team, right?
8: Yeah, you know. So hey, you know,
2: Damn. good for him. I yeah. root for
8: him. I don't know. I, I root for Gina in anything he does.
2: He's
8: a so, you know, I root for him. So, yeah,
2: hey. Right. It's like pizza
8: money together. Hey. It's crazy, but yeah, they say
2: he's got by with the Jeb Bush or
8: something. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. has got Bush or something.
2: Yeah, well, there's a few people. There's like five oh. or six people involved. There's another guy that just as and wants to go a team. Oh, crap. Who wants What this
8: thing? Uh, He said that there's another billionaire now that wants to buy the team.
1: Yeah, I think Glavin's involved with it. Tom Glavin is involved with that guy. The other guy
8: he's talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. We'll see. You know, I guess in time we'll see. But, uh,. That's 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 exciting and isn't um Tom Maddenly the coach of the Marlins? Am I wrong about that? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Maddenly's the coach of the Marlins. Yeah, so that'd be weird, like hey, the they're not. him. Him? Uh, they both were. Didn't Jeter? No, Tom Maddenly was first base, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's wild.
1: And he was the manager of the Dodgers, remember,
8: Manningway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he played Yankee. He was on the Yankees for so long, never got a ring, you know? Yeah, the Yankees started winning the year
1: after he left. After right, he retired. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he's been a good manager. He did good for the Dodgers. And oh, yeah, you know, yeah. He's been a good off. manager, yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But the
1: Marlins went through a lot. I mean, they lost their best pitcher, died last year, you know? Jose Fernandez. So that's, not, you know, not easy know. to overcome, you know?
2: That was a shame. So.
1: but I mean, Mattingly was almost the manager of the Yankees, and then they gave it to Girardi instead. Remember?
8: Yeah. Um, Which ended up working out you?
1: because Girardi won. So what What's
8: about the you matter? with the, with the Mets now? How you... What do you think they have to do now?
7: I just
1: think they need to stay healthy. I think and I think yeah. I think they need to call up their top prospects and let them play. They got two great prospects. They got the number one prospect in all of baseball, and and they just and he's hitting over four hundred in AAA, and they just won't call him up. It's mind boggling. But you know, yeah, they need to stay out there. Need their pitches. I mean, their pitching is supposed to be the strength of their team, and they lose Syndergaard. Harvey don't look the same. Max is hurt. You know they need these guys back and healthy and pitching.
2: If their pitching
1: straightens out, they'll be fine. It oh.
2: really comes down yeah. to their pitching. So we'll, we'll
1: see what happens.
8: What are you guys well, to? What are you, we'll you doing? we're just sitting here listening to your show. Sam's cleaning the kitchen for me, and we're just me and are just sitting here watching and her listening to your show.
4: Right. What's up, Ray? How's it going? How you going, good? Doing, good. Doing the
1: show here, and uh, you know, we've got a commute. We got a, a French communion later, so we're gonna go there tonight at six thirty tonight. We got a party. We
8: don't. We have a party tonight. For no, uh, no game today.
4: No nah.
1: Not a okay. game got called today, but we had uh our game was getting rescheduled anyway because there's a lot of a lot of kids had communions today. It's a, lot, a big communion day. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, but tomorrow we got a game at Westfield at three forty-five tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Be fun.
4: That should be cool. Well, we
8: may we may surprise you tomorrow. We'll see because that's not that far from my house.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah, because it's like an hour for me. To get
8: there. And it's like an hour for you and it's like an hour for us.
1: So It's like right in the middle, right? Yeah. I mean.
8: yeah. yeah. So we may come. So if the game's canceled, just let us know. Like, shouldn't they text, all right, in the morning?
4: Yeah, they sent something out yesterday. They said uh, if
1: they reschedule it, they're going to reschedule it for next Saturday, depending on field conditions. But now they send out something today because I guess it's not really supposed to rain much today. So if they're saying it looks good for tomorrow. But if it changes, I'll definitely let you know. with right? Yeah, I mean,
8: it looks like it's clearing up over here. So, but yeah, yeah, let it me
1: think know. it's supposed to rain a little tonight again. But I don't think it's supposed to be anything major.
8: All right, just keep this posted. I will. Come oh, on. Okay. I will. Thank you. Thanks for uh, forward. Yeah. Hi,
4: everybody. Say hi to everybody.
8: All right, you too. All right. So I'll give give Aunt a kiss for me. All right. Maybe I'll see you okay. tomorrow. All right.
1: Definitely. All right. Bye. Bye. From Pine Bush, talking some Yankee baseball and talking some Mets as well. Always fun talking. We're gonna, I'm going to take a quick commercial, and I'm going to come back, take a few more calls, and then Mr. Berger should be joining us to do some NHL Ranger playoff hockey. So I'll be back in a couple of minutes.
0: We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. Welcome
4: back to the Mojo Sports Show. two hours in the books. We've got one more hour left in the show.
1: Just about a little more. Mr. Berger is going to join us at 12 o'clock to do some hockey. So that'll be fun. We're going to talk some ranges. And, uh, so if anybody wants to call in and talk some hockey, definitely call in Mr. Berger. We'll be taking some calls with Mr. Berger. And, uh, so that'll be fun. And, uh, Anybody wants to call and talk about anything in the next 10 minutes, 718-508-9883, and uh, we're going to go, we're going to take a quick call before Mr. Berger comes on right now.
2: Hold on, I don't know what's going on
1: here. Fody from Pine Bush, what's up, Fody? Hi, Mojo. How you doing?
8: Can you hear me? I know you're
4: listening, I said, I know you were, I know you were listening, you're holding on to listening. But, uh, yeah, so yeah I am. For I'm few listening. Few Can you
8: hear me? I'm on phone phone. Comes on. Yeah, I know. Um, I haven't been watching uh, the match the last couple of weeks, but um, I'm glad I listened and I've been reading on it uh, about it, the injuries and everything and like it's unbelievable because they got it off to a good start and now it's like three weeks into baseball, two weeks and they're all injured. So I know no, this, I'm just this, this, this hoping this, this that yeah, too. I'm just hoping that they they pick up because they usually come up in July anyway. That they really get their strength back. So <laughs> yeah, gotta, I'm hoping they that they just do good. I'm glad for the Yankees like that. though, that's a New York team so they're doing good. Yeah, they're playing well. Yeah. So uh I I sorry I missed the game the other night when uh, they scored all those runs in the eighth inning. I saw it oh, on the yeah. news and I yesterday, yeah that yeah, was yesterday. the night that I think um, Degrom was pitching.
1: No, that was last
8: night. Last night they did that. Oh, they did that. No, didn't they do that uh, when Degrom pitched also?
1: Well, they scored sixteen runs when the ground um, pitched, but they scored the. the, the yeah, big, that's night I was talking the about. was last night.
8: Oh, uh, what was the score last night? Because I didn't hear it. I'm out. Eight seven. They were losing
1: seven one, and they came back and won it.
8: Oh, okay, that's good. It
1: was, it, was a, it was dramatic. A dramatic win. So.
8: Yeah, I'm sorry I missed it. I gotta start watching it this week. I think because I haven't been home really. And it's hard to watch, and I've been like so involved in other stuff, personal stuff, that I really haven't been into the the, um, the baseball. But I really want uh, to start again. But I enjoyed um, listening to your uh, show today. I couldn't get oh, it at first, that's why okay. I, uh, I was glad that you had me on hold. Yeah. I heard Alan and Christine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Christine was on. Yeah. Alan, so. There.
8: Yeah, so now I'm looking forward to, even though I'm not into hockey, I'm uh, looking forward to hearing from uh, Mr. Berger, That's my your longtime boy, friend. Mr. Berger. Yeah. That's
2: your
8: boy. Tell him I said hi. I will. Hopefully, uh, if I, I may get to see baby Anthony tomorrow play. Yeah,
2: that would be go, nice. A nice a, yeah.
8: yeah, that would be, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So hopefully we can uh, make the game tomorrow.
4: Yeah, that'll be fun. And
8: and thank you for putting me on hold so I can hear your because um, yeah, I was going hold. crazy right. this morning trying to get it, and I couldn't get it. That's why I was so glad I got in touch and I texted that I was able to get listen to it from my cell phone.
4: What so do you think he
2: misses
8: you? Ah, tell him I miss him too. <laughs> 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 my 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 uh stepson.
2: That's
6: it.
8: Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um. Looking All right. Talk forward.
6: With
4: Don't. Yes.
8: Yeah, so I can hear the rest of the show. Okay. Thank That's you. That's good. I You're love
4: welcome. your show. Have a good one. You too.
1: Bye. Hi, right. Fody from Pine Bush, Pulling in with a little Met talk. So that, you know, it always nice to hear Fody. So we're gonna be we're gonna have a couple of minutes. And have Mister Berger and Gene Cherry both calling in to do some do an NHL playoff talk, and so that'll be fun. So they'll be calling in right now, within the next minute or two. So Mister Berger and Gene Cherry will be in. So let's switch gears to hockey now. actually, before they call in, as I'm waiting for them to call in, before I talk about, then you know, I'm going to actually ask what he about the stupid a fight fan. We're going to talk about tonight's uh, Canelo Chavez fight, and uh, last week's Joshua uh, Klitschko fight was an unbelievable fight. In case you missed it, it was an unbelievable fight. And, uh, you know, Joshua knocked down Klitschko in the fifth. Klitschko came back and knocked Joshua down, and Joshua kind of punched himself out. And then and then Joshua gets in the 11th round. He, he, he knocked Klitschko down twice, and then they stopped him. It was just a great fight. Great night for Boston, because uh, Joshua... And Klitschko had had a war. I mean, it was a complete war, an unbelievable fight.
3: And uh, you know, give
1: Klitschko some credit; he showed a lot of heart coming down, coming back after getting knocked down. And same thing with Joshua. I mean, first time he's ever gone that far in a fight, he was tested, and he was able to get off the mat and almost almost knock Joshua out. I mean, Joshua got up, and he had no legs at that point; he was worn out. So, great job by Joshua recovering and. I think everybody wants to see Joshua versus Wilder now. I think that's the fight. It'll be an unbelievable fight. I would love to see that fight. And then tonight, Canelo versus Chavez. I think Canelo wins tonight. I, I, I expect Canelo to win pretty easily tonight in this fight as well. And then the whole Mayweather-McGregor thing, enough. I, I I don't want to hear it anymore. You already me mentioned it earlier. If they fight in the ring, Mayweather's going to destroy him. And Mayweather will never get into the UFC ring, which I don't blame him, and he can... But he would never do that anyway It's just a money grab and it's stupid personally you know, Does anybody actually think McGregor Has any chance against Maylana Because he doesn't He's going to get destroyed It's going to, look, it's going to be as one-sided as a one-sided get If it ever happens So hopefully it don't Alright so on that note I'm going to switch now to Mr. Burger, My man, what's going on Mr. Burger?
7: Yo 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 Yo
4: What's going on
7: Listen we're so going we to get yeah, the regards oh, yeah, to that fight. I mean, the, I mean, Kellerman and Jones were talking like as if it was like such an epic battle. I mean, it was a good fight. I didn't think it was like epic as they made it sound. You know, as they as they made it out to be. You know, well, I don't I mean, think you it had a like fo- they
1: were making it like to be Holyfield bow. It wasn't like that.
7: You know like, what I mean?
1: Yeah, but, I
7: mean, uh, you I know, it, think was, it, it was a good. I thought it was a day, good.
1: It yeah. was a good night for the heavyweight division with boxing has Penn.
7: That, that I agree. That I agree. You know, for the heavyweight division, yeah, it was a good night of boxing. It was a good, for the most part, it was a good, entertaining fight. But other than maybe two, three rounds, the rest of the fight was kind of boring. To be quite, quite honest with you, and like, you know, like mundane. You know, you know the the fact that Klitschko, uh, <clears throat> you know, knocked him down. You know, uh, I think that was just a matter of <clears throat> of uh, you know, he, listen, he did take a good shot. I'm not going to say anything about that. He He punched himself out. I think it was more of himself punching himself out than, you know, he he did take a solid shot right on the chin. That I agree. You know, the fact that he was able to withstand, uh, well, you know, we both know Klitschko was never a finisher. You know, if he had a finisher in the ring – you know, then maybe uh, he would have, but Klitschko was always a conservative fighter. He's not, you know, if he got he got the guy knocked down, he sees that he practically has no legs. You know, a guy with a finisher mentality probably would have went there, went in, and probably finished up the fight. You know, had the ref stopped the fight because the guy would have had, you know, he would have been just taking punches and, you know, not been able to. Some same, the same shit that happened with Klitschko in the eleventh round where he was just he wasn't able to throw back any more punches. And, and one more people, thing, I think.
4: I, 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 I'm sorry. Go, ahead, go, go ahead.
7: ahead. No, I was gonna say no, that go I I think I I think the fight was the st- I think the fight was stopped a little bit prematurely. I think that uh, you know, even though Klichko wasn't uh, you know throwing anything back, you know, you still got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Even granted he's forty-one years old, but at least you know get him not, get you know have him get knocked down at least one more time. I mean, granted it was twice in the round, but it's the eleventh round. It's those championship rounds, you know. And if i if I remember. It was. It was. That that was. What, that's what. That's what started the whole. You know, the yeah. whole downfall of that round. But having said that, uh, I, I don't think the fight should have been stopped. I think. I think the ref should have at least let him get knocked down at least one more time. Klitschko wasn't in that much trouble. I mean, he was in trouble. But, I mean, you saw his post, uh, post-fight post interview, you know, he didn't seem like he was dazed or concussed or, you know, I mean, he was coherent. You know, he was disappointed. You know, he, he's been a world champion for such a long time. I think you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I think he got, you know, I think the ref stopped the fight a little bit prematurely. I would have, you know, I would have let Klitschko get at least knocked down one more time. From what I remember or not, if maybe you can correct me, it looked it was like under a minute left when, when they stopped the fight, right? Yeah, it's
1: probably like 30 seconds, yeah.
7: Yeah, so I mean, come on, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt, let him try to survive the round, and you never know what happens in the 12th. But granted that Klitschko's history of not being a finisher and being such a conservative pussy fighter, you know what I mean, the chances are that, you know what, you know, what was that? what was that guy's name again? His fight, oh, Joshua, Joshua. Joshua, Joshua, Joshua. Yeah, you know, chances are Joshua. You know, he was a lot. You know, he looked a lot better and a lot well rested than uh, than Kleshko did in that particular eleventh round. Obviously, but you never know what happens. You know what I mean? That one lucky punch, and you know, it changes the whole fight around. You know what I mean? So you know, well, out of not that's that my he
1: himself out. Or he punched himself out the first time, so he might have punched himself out again, right?
7: Exactly, exactly, and if, given the fact that the guy never went past seven rounds, you know, you got to give yeah. Leachko the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he's been in 12-round fights for how many times? Like, 92 times yeah. already? You know, I mean, so, I do don't you, know. I do thought you see a rematch the... there? Honestly, I would not want to see a rematch there. I don't see anything interesting. I did not see anything epic or interesting about that fight, other than Klitschko landing one good shot that caught Joshua. The rest of the fight, Joshua looked good. He didn't seem to get hurt by any of Klitschko's punches. He was, um, he fought a good fight. You know, he fought a good fight. You know, But I, but then again, having said that, I didn't really see anything special in Joshua either.
1: But I think, you know, in in a fight like that, when you get a guy like Joshua who's never been tested, it was good to see him tested at least, to see him come back from, like, adversity, you know? I want to see see Joshua versus Wilder. I think that'll be a war. Like, somebody will get knocked out fast in that fight, I think.
7: Possibly, but do we want to see a fight like that? You know, do we want to see a quick knockout, or do we want to see a war? You know, like I'm I just you know just comparing to the old heavyweights, you know what I mean? Like you know, you can't compare think
1: the, to the old is we heavyweights. We don't have guys like that anymore. We don't have Holyfield, yeah. Bowes, Mike yeah. Tyson, Lennox Lewis, you know, Foreman, even guys like Michael Mora. You know, we don't have guys like that anymore. Yeah, you I know? was
7: never a big I was never a big Mora fan. I never thought he was a true heavyweight anyway. But what did you think about the Triple G fight? I
1: thought that was a good fight, too. I, I thought that was a uh, I thought it was close. You
7: know, uh, you got Cherry on hold, so you may want to bring him in.
4: Oh yeah, well, let me say. All right. Oh yeah, I didn't even really say it yet. All right. What's up, Gene? Hello, hello. Hey, how you guys doing? Couple, couple of things We're... I want to tell you about boxing. I'm sorry to rain on your parade. Boxing is that ultimate fighting. Is the uh, movement right now? Uh, it's just a bore right now at this point. I know you guys grew up on boxing and everything, but I think ultimate fighting is the way to go. Ultimate fighting fighting's hurting too right now, though. It is. Yeah, oh, yeah? whatever.
7: Boxing is still boxing. It's still technique. It's still the sweet science. There's still, you know, it still has a. You know, it, it 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 has a history that's unparalleled to the MMA. You know, what I mean, the MMA obviously it's 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 something that's been around only for what maybe twenty years now, but boxing is still boxing. You know, there's still technique. There's still you know, it's a thinking man's game. You know, it's uh, it's. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of elements in boxing that MMA just simply still does not have. The best boxer of be all honest. time, Joe Lewis.
1: Yeah, listen, we're not going to have we don't have fighters like that anymore. But I got to be honest, I, bomber. What you would tell you. I think I think Jacobs might have might have won that fight with Triple J.
7: You know what? I I I think uh, I I think you may not be I I th- I don't think you may be wrong about that. But you know what? I you know what I don't like about it? You know what? He he fucking cheated. You know what I mean? Like, why why didn't you get weighed in at the time of the fight? He came into the fight ten fifteen pounds heavier.
1: I know, I know. I hate that. I hate when these guys you,
2: do that. You know,
7: if he didn't, if he didn't, he would have got knocked out. Yeah. You know what? So even though that maybe I agree with you, maybe he may have won that fight. You know, it was it was it was it was it was, it was a close fight. The fact that Triple G did knock him down you know, even 15 pounds coming into the round, you know, into the fight 15 pounds heavier, you know, but why You know, like, I mean, come on, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you, you know, if you just, you know, be a stand-up guy, you know what I mean? Like, box, you know what I mean? Like, you know, come in at the same weight, you know what I mean? Because you know that if you would have came in at the same weight, you would have got knocked out.
1: I hate when they do that. These guys gain like 10 pounds after in a
3: and I hate when they do that.
7: Yeah, yeah. They, when they rehydrate, they're like 10, 15 pounds heavier, man. So I mean, Triple G coming into the fight was already at a disadvantage, and you saw that by his fighting style. You know, he was a lot less aggressive than he normally is coming into, you know, coming into a fight because he knew he was fighting a much bigger man.
4: I like Klitschko's wife. Who does it?
7: Yeah,
4: she's, she's like ha- up to his really? waist, I think.
7: She have oh, yeah. she, yeah, she, she happens to she happens to be a client of uh, my brother-in-law. She, uh, my brother-in-law is a dentist, and uh, that, that that's uh, that's his client, her client. Well, oh wow, she's his client. Who? Her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, ha- cool. and he actually got a uh, he got a pair of uh, boxing gloves signed by Klitschko.
1: Oh wow, that's nice. Right.
7: And I think he was, I think he gave him ticket once time, one time to a fight here in Los Angeles, like like front row tickets or some shit like that. But whatever, who cares about that?
4: I say throw that so, glass so do you think? and see what, what do you think of, So before we get into <laughs> hockey, two more things before we get into hockey.
1: What do you think of uh, tonight's fight, Canelo and Chavez?
7: I don't, you know, I heard you talking about it. I don't think it's going to be as one-sided as you think it is.
4: Uh, I think I that think Ottawa is. Is definitely going to bring it to them,
7: you know. Yeah, we're not talking about Ottawa right now. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> no, I'm talking about Canelo and Kevin. All right, and then what do you think of this whole Mayweather-McGregor
1: thing? I think it's ridiculous because if they box, yeah. Mayweather's going to destroy him. I and, 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 and
7: Mayweather would never get into the UFC ring,
1: so it's really irrelevant to I me, mean, this whole who thing. Is, it's
7: all money. Let me Let me ask you a question. McGregor, who is he – That you could even compare to that Mayweather already fought and is maybe slightly better. I mean, granted, Mayweather is older, but who is McGregor that he, you know, that you can compare him to and say, well, you know what, maybe he's a more powerful Pacquiao. Maybe he's a more power, you know, uh, technician, you know, forget about technician because you're not going to add, you know, know, uh, Mayweather is the ultimate technician, you know, so if you're looking to come in to beat Mayweather on a technical fight, you lost the fight already, you know what I mean? The only way you're going to beat Mayweather is if you're going to come at him like a pit bull, like Holyfield did against Tyson, and you're going to try to catch him somehow and, and catch him off guard. You know, which is a very difficult thing to do because he's such a great defensive fighter and such a great technical fighter. So, who is McGregor? You know, other than it's looking the for a
1: big guy, and I don't see how he has any chance because this ain't grappling. This is boxing. He, I know he's boxing, supposedly his strength in the UFC ring. But I, you know,
4: Gene might know more than me about it because he watches UFC. But listen, I, I think if it's. Boxing match, you know, I don't think McGregor has a chance if it's strictly boxing, you know
7: Strength is... Uh, and I that's what I it's going to
4: be never going
1: to get the yeah.
7: UFC,
1: right? Opt- the Opticon would him
7: Well, yeah, of course not because, you know, it's a completely two different animals And strength in, in boxing is not always uh, the determining factor of who's going to be winning the fight Just because you're strong... You know, you're gonna get you're gonna get you're gonna get outboxed, and if you're gonna get outboxed, you know you're gonna get enough punches to the body. Well, guess what? That strength dissipates real quick.
4: Yep, that's but the yeah. bottom line. I mean, listen, he's the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, UFC fighter. He's not a boxer, so I don't see how he even stands a chance here.
7: Yeah, I mean he's going to come in looking to swing. He's going to swing a couple times. He's going to miss. Uh, you know, is uh, going to throw a couple, a couple of combinations. This guy's going to realize, you know what? Maybe I should just stick to stick to the octagon. Well, yeah. But they don't care because
1: they're both going to get over a hundred
7: million
2: dollars. Well, to that's that's,
7: that's what, what it's is. all about. Yeah, that's what it is exactly. That it's uh, th- th- this fight is just all about the money rather than <laughs> actually seeing a good boxing match.
4: But it's been like this yeah. with Mayweather for a while. It's all about money. The previous fight he yeah. had with was, was, was the you know, he he made his 100 million and he goes home. He doesn't care.
1: Mayweather's not stupid. He's not going to put himself in a position where he's going to lose. He'll, you know, he knows he, he 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 knows what he's doing here. But obviously
2: let's really Yeah, let's let's get into what's really
1: important here. Yeah, Let's get into what's really important here, and that's the Rangers. So today big game five after a, a great two wins at home. You know, obviously they let two games go on the road that they could have won both, at least one. But it's nice one, to get definitely. these last two and you know, it's nice to get these last two and really it's the last game in convincing fashion. So, you know, what's your take going into game five right now? Well, as, uh,
7: I, as, 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 I, as as I was texting Gene yesterday during the game, me and him were texting each other. What's more important than winning Game Two here? You know, winning two in, in a row. The Rangers are starting to win playoff home games, which are is yeah. which is more important to me than them actually winning. Because previous to Montreal, they you know they had a seven game losing streak, which was like the second worst in NHL history. You know, so them starting to win home games, I think, is a lot far more of an important issue than them actually going into – because personally, I think they're going to beat Ottawa today. And if they're going to beat Ottawa today, they're not losing at home on uh, probably what is it going to be a Tuesday game, Monday or a yeah. Tuesday game, probably Tuesday game.
4: And I also yeah, think yeah. that we uh, uh, know uh, elevating um, Brendan Smith and Skashita uh, t- tandem uh, to a second pair is important too They earned it They're playing really well I really like Brandon Smith's game I really do I love it, yeah, funny, I me love Lenny it. Just, You were texting me about him the other night right? But it's, it's I was texting
7: you yesterday I was texting you yesterday Do yeah. like, you still think we got mugged for Smith? No The only problem is, is that he might
4: be a free agent I mean might he is a free agent Hopefully we can resign him
7: We can yeah, resign hopefully him Because we need him we're going to resign him because we need him. You know, I think three years at like $3 million, I think it's going to be a very fair contract, and I think that's what he's worth, about three, three and a half. And for three years, three, three and a half, all day long.
4: The key is, is probably buying out Girardi for this to happen. I really no, do. One
7: of one of them is going to have to go. Either Stall or Girardi is going to have to go. We both know that.
2: Yeah. I, I, the left of the blind...
7: Going, into, going well, into listen, going into the off season or going into the off season, you know I think that the main focus should be McDonough, Shea, Smith. Those are our top three. Uh, I mentioned to Gene we just signed a Russian defenseman not too long ago, who is compared comparable to Zaitsev or from the, uh, Toronto, who's a pretty decent, steady defenseman. But this guy's not huge. He's about to, uh, six foot, two hundred pounds. But he plays a mean, mean game. Like uh, the opposition hates to play against him because he's the guy who's cross checking you in front, slashing you, clearing out the crease, taking the body. You know his. That, from what I read, that his his built. Um, you know the six foot two hundred pounds. He plays more like a six foot six two two hundred and twenty pounder. So he, you know we got to see what this kid's all about going into camp. You know he might earn a, st- a spot right out of camp. You know and uh, with the emergence of Shea, I'm not so hot and horny about signing Shankirk anymore. To be quite honest with you,
4: I think it would be a mistake to sign him because he's going to cost a ton of tons of money.
7: He's going to cost a ton of money, and I think that I think that we need to retool a little bit up front, rather than you know uh, I mean yeah we do need to you know we do need you know at this point you know with with you know with Shea being a rookie and we didn't really know what to expect out of him, I was like yeah you know having another offensive defenseman on the team is is a good idea, but after having after seeing how you know Shea performed during the regular season and how he's playing in the playoffs. He is our second uh, offensive defenseman you know that we have you know as a second pairing, so I think the fo- the focus in the off season for the Rangers should be looking for a good, solid, steady you know stay at home defenseman, a good defensive defenseman
4: I absolutely agree yeah i mean i he, he should
1: Smith should definitely be our top priority in this off season to lock up
4: I mean without a doubt. And the only will... thing is, is that yes, yeah.
7: No, no. Go ahead, go ahead.
4: No, it's just the only thing is, is that it's not going to be only Rangers that are going to be targeting here. You guys got to yeah, remember, yeah, of this. course.
7: Well, this is the whole thing with that, is that you know, uh, you know, being traded from Detroit, everyone and their mother, you know, all the quote-unquote expert and announcement and, uh, you know, uh, commentaries were saying, oh, Rangers gave up too much, oh, Rangers gave up too much, oh, Rangers got mugged, oh, Rangers da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that's because simply Smith was, you know, it, it, you know for the most of his career, he played on the Babcock. Babcock was not one of his favorites. And when you're not one of the favorites of the coach, you're playing timid. And you're always you're always playing scared because every you know that every little mistake that you might make you might make uh, is going to be con- you know it's either going to be a benching or you're going to be watching from the press box you know so when you're playing that game and it's also a system you know he may just not have fitted uh, you know may have been a good fit for the D- Detroit system you know the Rangers are you know they play a little bit of a different system. You know, and I like having Smith on the team simply because he's one of the guys who's willing to drop the mitts. You know, we don't have those guys on our team.
2: You know, yeah, he's, he's very
7: a... steady defensively too. You know? Yeah, and he's very steady defensively and you know what? He you know what i I mean his offense is not incredible, but you know what? It's it's not horrible either. It's not horrible either. You know, he's dependable, you know, and that's you know, and and you know, in hockey, as far as a defenseman is concerned, unless you're, you know, McDonough, a PK Saban, or Shea Weber, or, uh, you know, uh, Headman, or you know, a Hedman, or you know, a Carlson, you know, y- you look for guys who are just going to be steady, and not make mistakes. You know, chip the pup, chip the puck up along the boards instead of icing it. Make you know, just have a decent hockey IQ. And I think the guy has a decent hockey IQ. I just don't think he was given a fair shake in Detroit, or he was misused in Detroit. Yeah, and also
4: I I'm very, I'm very impressed with Rangers the way they pounded Ottawa into submission physically. You know, they the offense them. is breaking too. And you, well, they're, they're, they're really orphans, their
7: offense is—I think their offense clicking is a reflection of them pounding Ottawa. Yeah. Because now, now you know when when and, and this is what I was telling Gene, you know, from game one, I'm like we even in the Montreal series, I'm like we have to start finishing our checks. We weren't finishing our checks, you know, and when you finish your checks. You know the opposition starts playing a completely different game. You know they start making a little bit of mental errors because they know if you know you're going to get hit, you might move the puck a little bit quicker than you would. You might uh, uh, you might not accept a pass as crisp as you would because you know you're going to get hit. You know finishing your checks in the playoffs is the number one rule. You gotta finish your checks because that's going to make the opposition. Play, you know, the players, if they're expecting to get hit, they're going to start getting worn down and they're going to start making mental errors. And when mental errors occurs, occur, that's when giveaways occur. And when giveaways occur, that's when odd man rushes occur and that's when you have your goals scored. What about
4: yeah, uh, you, they, GF, really, got,
1: GF, they yeah. really got Carlson out of his game right now? Carlson's frustrated.
7: Well, Carlson's also hurt. He's playing with two hammering fractures in his heel. He
4: he might not even play today. I mean, they say he is, but, you know, even if he is, it's not the same
7: Carlson. He's going to play. He has to play today because they know, Ottawa knows if they they lose today at home, uh, going back to New York, the series is over. They know that. So they got, you know, yeah. even even if, even a if 50% Carlson is better than 90% of the, no the other NHL 100% defensemen. And I like the fact that the Rangers knowing that he's hurt,
4: they are kind of concentrating physically on him, you know, Absolutely
7: pounding. as as they should be. As they should be. You know yeah, the guy's I hurt. Heard. Take the body. You know, if you know the guy's hurt, the ref is not looking, take a slash in the back of his heels. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, this is all you know time what? hockey, man. Him. This is playoff hockey. It is. Anything goes. I mean,
1: and I'll tell you, look at, uh, you know, I like that the Rangers kind of gave Lundquist a break the last game or two where he hasn't had to have as many saves. Because he was getting really pepping for most of the playoffs.
2: You know, well, look, good even to see even season.
7: last game, even last game, I mean, he's he. I mean, I mean, the only reason the Rangers are where they are is because of Lundqvist's game.
2: Yeah, You know, because
7: last last game, I mean, even though Anderson had made, I mean, last game, last game, we could have put up seven goals. You know what I mean? And even Anderson, if it wasn't,
4: Anderson made a lot of yeah, and Rob yeah, a Anderson of made before. a
7: lot of incredible saves. You know. Uh, Grabner needs to start learning how to finish on his breakaways. You know what I mean? Because I mean he's literally had like ten breakaways in the playoffs so far. I mean, granted, but that's Grabner. We've goals. seen him from Ireland I mean, you yeah, know, he is, he, is. he is
2: what
7: he is. He is what he is. You're right. You're right. I'm. You know, I can't expect more out of him. That what he's getting. The fact that he's contributing. Uh, you know, and he scored. He already has four goals in the playoffs, and he's contributing just with his speed element and opening up the ice. I'm happy with that already. I mean, I think one of the probably the most underrated players right now in the NHL is Jesper Faust. This kid is just fucking unbelievable, man. I mean, and look uh, at
4: Lindbergh, by the way, coming through as Lindbergh, well. Lindbergh with the other night. Yeah,
7: I was just going
4: to say. Yeah, and goals.
7: everyone, all the Ranger fans in the beginning of the season, oh, Lindbergh shouldn't even be in the NHL. He should be in the AHL. He shouldn't, he's not even an NHL player. You know, you gotta remember the guy had two hip surgeries in the off season. He was coming off of two hip surgeries. Not one hip surgery but two hip surgeries. So it took him a little bit of time to find his game. And now that he you know, he's looks like he's fully healed, you know, the you know, the guy I mean, listen, he's no you know, he's no uh, you know, uh uh, you know, Steven Stamkos, but, I mean, the guy, I mean, all these, you know, all these Swedish-based uh, guys, they're all defensively responsible. You know, the fact that, uh, you know, that Alain Vigneault feels comfortable putting Lindberg and Fest out, you know, on the ice with three, you know, three minutes or two minutes left in the game speaks volumes as far as how much confidence he has in them in terms of, you know, their defensive play
4: and the fact that look uh first time for a very long time Rangers actually have a very deep lineup uh mm-hmm. as, for, as far as forwards go because i mean you know uh everybody contributing i mean like you know this is um, uh this is what a uh, championship club should look like
2: basically. and let's okay. also put this was glad. Glass
7: is yeah. good, glass, right? oh, yeah. Tanner glasses. Yeah, glass absolutely. Oh yeah, man. Tanner inserting t- inserting t- uh, Tanner into the series changed the series around. Yeah. You know, my I I keep telling Gene that I think we we should. You know, I'm I'm terribly disappointed with Miller's game. You know, I think that Will? Miller should be benched. Uh, oh, uh, Miller. J.T. Miller. J T. Miller. You know, I think he should be at least one game and 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 give and put Butch into the lineup, just if anything, just to send a message. You know, but you know, at least me, he
4: brings he does bring a physical element to the game. Too, okay, but the guy
7: has, you know, the guy is the new Rick Nash. He hasn't scored a goal in the playoffs in like thirty-seven games. You speaking know I mean? of Nash, Nash,
4: by the way.
2: <laughs> speaking of Nash.
7: Speaking of Nash. Uh, we finally get to see the Rick Nash that should have been the Rick Nash from two thousand and two. Yeah. Yep. In the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Meeting in the it's playoffs nice to finally see it. Yeah. He's and finally, the goals he, that
4: he scores, right? And the goals. I mean, it's not the goal, right, goals. Well, the, right, guy, right.
7: The goals. The goals that he's scoring are the goals that he should be scoring because of his yeah. size and his skill. He should be driving the fucking net all the all yeah. the time. Yeah. And like, even when he's like not he's getting been the goal. doing
1: even when he's not getting the goals, he's making these plays, though, and that's good to see. It really is. It's well, you really know, really we, we
4: him, uh, right? Like that, you
1: said, this is what we wrote, this is what we've been waiting for, like from him. You
4: yeah. well, we 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 brought him for for goals, basically. It's nice that yeah. he's defensively responsible, blah 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 blah. But at the end of the day, he needs to bah, score, bah, bah, bah. and he
2: is. <laughs>
7: Well, no, listen, yeah. the fact that he, the fact that he's defend, defensively responsible and he's uh, an incredible PKer, I mean, that's also – I mean, you can't overlook that fact. You know, he's an incredible PKer. He's always a shorthanded threat when he's on the ice, you know, shorthanded. You know, so you can't overlook that fact either. But, yeah, you're, you're 100% right. He was brought in to score goals, not to kill penalties, because, you know, we have enough penalty killers – you know that are not 40 goal scorers that will do the job yeah. you know but yeah you're right i do agree with you but adding you know on top of uh, on, on top of him finally starting to produce in the playoffs and having that offensive threat as a PKer i think is a huge huge element you know and and you know to, to his game and to our overall game
4: yeah, he so is a big part at, of this team right now for sure. So looking at today's game,
7: so what's your key going into today to get this get control of the series, coming back home with the lead? I think we need to continue to play the game that we've been playing for the last two uh, games, which is taking t- you know, taking the
4: desperate hockey. That's what I want to see. That's we
7: what we played the we last gotta keep two take, games. Yeah, we got to keep taking the body to them we got to make our own plays we got to stop giving away those stupid fucking giveaways that JT Miller keeps doing you know passing the puck blindly thinking that it's pond hockey where it's not you know make the safe play stop with that stupid back behind the you know behind the back pass Chip the, buck, chip the puck along the boards, get it out of the zone, make the safe play, let the other team make the mistakes. You don't make the mistakes. Let the other team make the mistakes. You know, that was, that was what was Tortorella's game was all about. You play, your, and, and, and Jacques Lemaire, you know, all the great, Scotty Bowman, all the greatest coaches were, you played defensively sound and you capitalize on the other team's mistakes. Because if you play defensively sound, they will make a mistake.
2: Yeah.
4: To
1: that game plan, you know, you can't, you know, try to... And the the momentum is also in
4: Rangers' favor. The momentum is in the Rangers' favor right now, you know. For sure. So they have to hold on to it.
1: Now, clearly, at the end of that series, at the end of game four, Ottawa was clearly trying to get in the Rangers' head by starting those fights and getting physical at the end, hoping the Rangers get undisciplined. The Rangers really need to stay disciplined today.
7: No, <laughs> I, I think whatever Ottawa was trying to do to the Rangers, the Rangers came back to the locker room and laughed it off. You know, most of them are a veteran bunch. Been there, they've oh. done that. I mean, we've gone into the playoffs far in the last four or five years. That's not going to have – that's well, trust me, that's not going to have any effect on the Rangers, what, what Ottawa was trying to do to them in, at the end of game four. I think, I think with you know, Ottawa – go ahead. I think, I I think, think Ottawa was going to be, really be more affected by it than the Rangers. I personally I think 40 that 40 Ottawa was minutes. just trying
4: to make us. I think that Ottawa was just trying to make a statement that, look, we know we lost the game, but we don't feel that we're out of it and we'll see you at home. Well. That's why they were starting yeah. these fights and all like
7: that. I think it was actually for I think it was the out. other way around. I okay. think I think I think in Ottawa's mind right now is that we're on the verge of losing this series. So uh, I think it was just a matter of their frustration coming out, uh, knowing in the back of their mind that hey, this club is now starting to outplay us. They kind of figured out our game. And uh, you know when you get frustrated, that's the stupid kind of you know that's the stupid bullshit that you do. You know, I mean, them trying to send a message. Who are they sending a message to? You know, the Rangers is not going to get affected by the message that they were trying to send. Rangers, Rangers are going to stick to their game plan. You know, it's it's uh, they're not going to start shying away from Ottawa because Fanuf, you know, uh, you know, try to do whatever he try to do. Then they're, they're not. You know, the Rangers are not scared of them, and nor how should grand, they.
4: Be. How great? How great was the chant the other night of sloppy seconds
1: to Fanoof about, you know, his wife, who used to be with Sean
2: Avery? Was, you know,
4: Fanoof, Fanoof is having a miserable uh, series, by the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, has, he hasn't looked good at all. I think, you know, like we said, we talked about the Rangers could very easily be up 3-1 in this series. But it is what it is. It's 2-2. I think if the Rangers come out and play their game today, stay disciplined, don't take any dumb penalties. I think Ottawa is the frustrated team, but that could make take stupid penalties today, our frustration.
2: So I, I think agree. the Rangers
1: got a, a good chance to really jump
4: on them today and
1: keep, keep them down right now.
2: And I the agree. bottom
1: line
4: is, guys, at the end of the day, Rangers are a better team. They're deeper, you know. The deeper team usually wins. So, like Lenny yeah. said, we shouldn't have even lost game two. I mean, it was just so yeah. stupid. Well, yeah, it, it was, it was one. Of,
7: yeah, it was like one of those games where, uh, as soon as the goal was scored, I turn I turn. I, I immediately turned off the TV, shut my door, and, and didn't look at my family for the rest of the night. <laughs> uh,
2: I'll,
4: I'll tell you, guys. Honestly, I didn't even watch overtime because I knew that what's what's going to happen. You know, one, once because they, once
7: they blew that game, you had a feel.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah, as soon as they scored oh. the goal, I threw my remote against the, against the wall, broke it. Fina, Fina started yelling at me, saying that I'm a stupid fucking freeze, crazy lunatic, and I just said <laughs> I asked her to leave the bedroom politely, closed the door, and said, "Please, just don't bother me for the rest of the night, and make sure the kids don't come in either."
4: Did you go into a fetal position?
7: I went into a fetal position. Yes, I started spooning with <laughs> with my blow up doll.
2: <laughs> all right, so
1: so obviously, all right, we got that. Now we're gonna obviously, I want to look around the league as well. Washington, Pittsburgh, three games to one going into tonight's game five
4: yeah, in Washington. It's, it's
2: over. It's over. I mean,
4: I mean, what yeah. a pathetic team Washington is. I mean, look at the weapons they have in front, in the back. Uh, as far as the goalie goes, Crosby is drinking water out of the toilet, and. You know, here they are. They, they still can't. They,
7: they still can't win. They just can't. They, you know you what? Know? You know what? Pittsburgh doesn't need Crosby to beat Washington. <laughs> they are so <laughs> mentally. They are so mentally in their head that listen, guys. Yeah, let's not forget, Malkin oh, is leading the the league in points in in the playoffs. You know, everyone's like Crosby, Crosby, Crosby. I don't think Malkin gets enough credit.
4: But listen, without Crosby, it's another weapon. No, don't forget, they also without Letang, you know.
7: That's true too. That's true too. But well, what's, Legitim- what's the latest legitimate. on Crosby? Is he playing tonight? Because are they he think he well,
4: they not think he is playing, but it looks like he is because he he practiced. Uh,
1: well, he, with
2: the yeah, squad, well, I just
4: an update right now. So he's
1: a game time decision. He He practiced his full pads, full practice yesterday. He, he skipped the I optional I think the smart move. I think. that
7: – I think the smart move Pittsburgh being up 3 to 1 is to sit Crosby this game. I agree. Well, because they, they are one I guess. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
7: You know, I I you know you it's not it's because not game 7.
4: You know, it's time. not
7: game 7. Yeah, sit him this game. You know the obviously already... win
4: and he gets to be rested until the next Exactly.
7: Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh already proved that they could win without Crosby. They could beat Washington without Crosby. So why take a chance? You know, and and what do you, you guys know think that about it...
6: that cross-check? Because there's been a lot of some people saying it
1: wasn't as bad. He was on his way down already.
7: I don't you I, talking I, about I, the I, I totally agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't Crosby think it was
2: that
7: he hurt. Yeah, I don't think it was as malicious because you have to remember the 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 play was that it was first Ovechkin who hit Crosby. Crosby was off balance and then Niskanen was the one who hit him afterwards while Crosby was in a prone position because of the hit resulting from Ovechkin so I don't think it was a malicious hit. I don't think it was intentful. I think it was just one of those hits where Crosby was just off balance, and it just happened the way it happened. I don't. Th- and 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 obviously it it's you know the NHL felt the same way because they didn't give Niskanen any disciplinary action against against yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. what happened. So you know I don't I I believe that it. It, it was just one of those circumstantial plays. I don't, I, I don't think there was any malicious intent behind, quote-unquote, trying to hurt Crosby in that particular situation.
4: That little Mario Lemieux bitch. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. But I
7: agree. I, I would sit him tonight, though. Up 3-1, there's no reason to play him. No reason to play him and take a chance, because you know that if he's going to be in the lineup, you know the the whole Washington locker room is going to be like, go after Crosby, go after Crosby, go after Crosby, go after Crosby. You know, why would why would Pittsburgh want to take that chance when they're probably going to wind up winning the cup again?
4: Plus, Avishkin's already at the World Cup anyway, next to
7: Putin. Yeah, yeah. He's already making. He's on a conference call with Putin and the uh, and, uh, International Hockey oh, Association.
1: The crazy <laughs> thing is, I heard they're putting him on the third line today,
2: That's.
1: I mean, it probably won't say that way the whole time. Listen,
2: game, as
4: that's good as a player he is in the regular season, I mean, the guy sucks in the playoffs. You that's know? That's not true about, about anything. Really gee, amazing.
7: that's not true. Look at his playoff numbers. His I playoff numbers sucks are not bad. Barely,
1: necessarily, but.
7: He may not be clutch in the playoffs, but his overall playoff numbers are not bad. He's almost a point he's also, game. He's in the also playoffs garnering the so much
1: attention. I just think, I don't know, when you're facing elimination like this, you got to play this guy in the top line.
4: You can't put him he's on a third line. line. I mean, you,
7: you got to live a this What I think what they're trying to do is by putting him on the, the third line, not sending a message. I think they're trying to get, I think um, – I think they're trying to get him away from um uh, or deflect pittsburgh's top def- uh, top defensive pairing against the vechkin, which may open up might open up room for guys like backstrom Oshie, Williams, and Wilson to maybe create a, a little bit more space on the ice against not the first pairing defenseman but against the second and third pairing defensemen on Pittsburgh, which may be actually a good strategy in terms of, of coaching by Barry Trots.
4: Guys, don't we'll forget see. also, the fact that he's going to start on the third line, that doesn't mean that he's going to finish the game that way. Too. Yeah, no, no I
7: listen, agree. I he's, still, he's still going to get yo, his yo, power
4: play right. with I'm sure.
7: Yeah, listen, he's still going to get his power play minutes. So even if he's play First of all, I I keep loving the, uh, you know, uh, the phrase that uh, Mike Emmerich keeps repeating where uh, you know, uh and this is the direct <laughs> quote from uh, Scotty Bowman, you know, in the playoffs He goes, you have no numbered lines. You don't have a first line, third line, second line, fourth line. He goes, your fourth line one game might be your first line. Your first line one game might be your fourth line. So numbering lines, he said, is like the worst thing that you could possibly do because you never know who's going that night. And whoever's going that night, those are the guys that you play. So, you know, just because yep. you're, quote-unquote, the first line, and you're not doing shit, then, then you know, don't play your first line, don't give them the minutes that they deserve, quote-unquote, being the first line, if Jesper Fast and uh, Lindbergh and, and Hayes are outplaying the rest of the, you know, of, uh, you know if they're outplaying the rest of the Ranger team. Of Speaking of Jays,
4: what the hell with his face offs now? All of a sudden he's like our best face off guy.
7: Yeah. Yeah, well they said that in the off season he watched a lot of tapes of uh, Bergeron, um who else? Top, like the top three uh face off guys in the league. I forgot who Bergeron, who was it? Bergeron. No, no, no not odd, not odd it was Odd is one of the better ones too yeah, he is he is he is, but it was it was Bergeron and two other guys, and all he did all summer was watch uh both him and stepan they both obviously stepan didn't help him that much, but um but they watched tapes of these uh you know top sentimentnnas or top face off guys because face offs you know, it's it's an art. It's not only about. I who was has just
4: gonna the, say, the it's an stick. art. Absolutely. Yeah, it's an Absolutely. art. It's
7: not it's, it's not it's not about who has the quicker stick. Uh, it's it's also about body positioning, positioning and so about.
2: Right.
7: Yeah, it's it, there's a lot of elements that go into winning a off. It's it's you know what I mean. So so I guess you know Hayes not by not only losing you know by not only losing 20 pounds in the offseason, which we see the result, we saw the, the results uh, from the regular season, you know, how much he improved. Uh, you know, a lot of people in the NHL, he's saying that I mean, he's the most improved NHL player in the, you know, in the whole league this year. But, you know, having him watch those tapes, you know, and he's young enough that, you know, hey, listen, he's learning. He's You know, he's picking the shit up.
4: And by the way, speaking of his college body over there, Jimmy Hayes, He's pretty good, too, this guy. Jimmy V C. Jimmy V
7: C. Oh, V I'm sorry, Jimmy. Vesey, yeah. yeah. VC's having a very good playoff. I mean, he's not putting the biscuit in the basket. But you know what? He doesn't look like he's out of place.
4: Right. He certainly you know, looks better than J.T. Miller. I do agree with
7: that. 100%. J.T. Miller, I'm very disappointed with. Right now, I'm almost regretting that we didn't trade him for Vatnin. Because right now, if we would have had Vanden on our back line, our defense would be would look completely different and would be ridiculous.
4: But he's still young enough. I mean, you know, we're yeah, talking yeah. about a 26-year-old. You
2: know, it's...
7: whatever. I say, I say, package him. Uh, package somebody else, and let's try to let's try to you know leave the defense alone. Let's try to get a four, maybe five million dollar defenseman that's a good stay-at-home, solid defenseman, and let's go out there and look for a true number one center. Which means that we're going to have to move either one of Stepan or Hayes in the deal with Miller to try to get that number one defenseman. I mean, I'm sorry, number one center. I don't know who's available at this point. Uh, I haven't even even given some thought to who could possibly we can target as a true number one center, you know, and who might even be available at this point, you know, because number one centers are not usually available. But yeah. I, that that would be my my key goal for this off season. If you know, if I'm the Rangers, I look for a good, steady at home, you know, at home def, the defenseman, and I look for that true number one center. That's, you know, well, that's, Joe that's. Thornton
4: is going to be available.
7: <sighs> yes, he will. And so will Patrick Marlowe. And Patrick Marlowe actually will fit our game better than Thornton because he still has speed. And he's a clutch playoff guy. So Marlowe actually may not be a bad option. And then we could use our, our assets such as Miller or Stepan or Hayes to trade for that defenseman.
4: If that we trade sense. for a defenseman, uh, Smith is gone.
7: No, I don't necessarily believe that. I don't know. Listen, bro, Unless we're, you get we're rid of of still
4: Kyle and Girardi, maybe.
7: Uh, listen, hold on, guys. As of right now, we're still twelve million under the cap. Twelve million. Yeah, Nash got... is... yeah You know, so Nash's next last next season is his last season. After next season, we're nineteen million under the cap. Who I wouldn't mind do what I wouldn't mind doing is um if we don't sign or if we can't get somehow a number one defenseman, then I would maybe look to try to pry off away from Montreal and sign him. At least yeah. the guy's got to wait right. at least it's
2: always guys got some fucking passion. I'm you sorry. Know, there may
1: be a couple surprises. You know, there's always guys in the off season that you don't even expect to be available that end up available too. So you never know. Yeah, but, who but, could be but available. Radul-
7: Rad- Radulov is a guy that you can get without giving up assets. But I
4: wonder how he is in the locker room.
7: I don't really care. I I see the I see how he is on the ice. You, you know, and so, far, and so far, and so well, far, ready, it's the thing too, is,
6: that won't matter if you already have a strong locker room.
7: But if
1: you don't have a strong locker room, then you don't want to bring a guy like that in. You know? Well,
7: you know what? I haven't, I haven't read anything this season uh, in terms of Radulov being a distraction in the lock in the Montreal locker room. I haven't read one thing. The, I, as a matter of fact, the only thing that I did read about Radulov was nothing but positive as far as him being in the, in in the locker room, not being a distraction and actually being a teammate. I don't know. I think personally, he's probably going to re-sign in Montreal. I think Montreal would be very stupid to let him go, to be quite honest with you. But uh, if there's, if, if, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, with him being Russian, New York is always a, you know, a, a huge attraction, you know, uh, and, and if, you know, I mean, I mean, Radulov was probably he could have very well. Besides Weber, he could have very well been their best player in the playoffs and Gallagher and
2: regular
7: season too. And regular season too. Yeah, yeah. I just got a text saying that Sydney is a is a game time decision. But like we already mentioned, I would sit him this game. I, I wouldn't take a chance. There's no need to play him when you're up three to one. If, even if you lose this game, you still have two more t- you, you still have two more opportunities to eliminate Washington, which, like I said, <clears throat> you know Pittsburgh could beat Washington probably without Crosby and probably without Malcony too in the lineup. They just have that number, they're in their head,
4: oh yeah, guys, and don't forget, besides Latong and Crosby, they also missing Murray, you
5: know.
7: Well, you know what? That's not such a big deal because Flurry has been playing lights like, uh, well, out. No, know, Flurry's
4: been playing really
2: well. Yeah, yes.
7: Flurry has. Flurry is not the reason why they're losing games, and they're not really losing a lot of games. I and mean, as a matter of fact, Flurry is one of the reasons why he's kept him in a lot of games. I mean, if you saw some of the saves that he was making against Columbus, you know, those—that's like vintage Flurry. Right. Well, so you know, you know Murray being Murray, but you know what <laughs> flurry's not the reason why Pittsburgh's doing bad, and they're not doing bad. Thank God they haven't yeah, thank God they didn't trade him at the at, at the deadline. that was a smart right. move by uh that was a smart move by Shiro, so we're well,
4: moving
1: also to the west now last night. What a game. I, I can't believe Edmonton blew that game last
4: night. I can't believe that.
1: And then there was a controversial call in the crease that tied the game, and then they lost in double overtime on Perry's goal. I mean, now they've gone from two games to nothing lead, now they're down 3-2, coming back home to try to even it up on uh, tomorrow night. But that was a tough yeah, loss and, list, and-
7: and I'm glad you brought I'm that up because I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I w I was first of all, if you remember in the beginning of the season, I didn't even think Edmonton was gonna make the playoffs. That's number one. Number two, I am very, very, very impressed by what they're doing in the playoffs. Very impressed.
2: Me too. I agree. Because and you
4: would think a team like that, a young team, you would think they're just happy to be in playoffs and they would just
5: you know
7: exactly. But these kids are actually—they're maturing right in front of our eyes. You know what I mean? I mean, Clefbourne, Larson, uh, Daniel—I mean, Daniel Nurse. I think is a stud. I—I I, I fucking love that guy. I think he's a stud. Uh, if there was one defenseman that I wish the Rangers had, I, I wish we had him. But we're not getting him. That's—that's that's out of the question. Um, but I look I'm, at
4: Mark Davis. What Mark Davis?
7: Is. Look! Look
4: at, look at what! Is, look, at what dry, look at what!
7: Look! Look at what Dry Drysaddle's doing.
4: Yeah, dude, yeah. And listen, he's, how, he's, how about the both? The also listen. He, you know,
7: who who? Oh, Tabit.
4: Uh, yes. I mean, he is going to be a number one. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, range of product. What do you think of that? What do you think of that goal that let that goal that's
1: tied? Did you think it should have been not counted? Because Edmonton's still you complaining would,
7: about it. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch that game, uh, so I, I I didn't even see the highlights of that game. So I don't know what the you know what the controversy was. I read something about it this morning briefly, but I didn't actually get a chance to watch the video of the goal. So I can't yeah, even comment on it because it. I don't know what happened.
4: They call
1: no goalie interference. To, they said Tesla was shoved into Talbot by a uh, by nurse. On the play
7: But uh, But usually you know, the, they still call team. that interference Anyway You, you, you yeah, breathe yeah. on the and goalie the These days pitch. and they call it interference I
1: mean, cause What happened is Not only did he fall on him He wrapped his hand
7: around the goalie's
1: head Like it, it was kind of It was kind of I thought it should have been goalie interference In my opinion But you know who am I But I'm just saying It, it, was, uh, it was definitely close definitely
7: not it was definitely controversial but you know yeah, and by the way so. the, the the officiating this these playoffs has been uh, completely horrible to be quite honest with you yeah they're just
4: letting everything go basically Didn't, that's they, what it no, is i they're, ma-
7: they're just making a lot of mistakes you know how many how many times did, just in the rangers series how many times did we see neutralized <laughs> faceoffs because they called the wrong offside or they called the wrong line change or they called the uh, you know, a wrong, wrong something. You know, whenever you have, whenever you have, there's two reasons why you have a center face ice off. It's either somebody scores a goal, or the or the referees fucked up the call. That's the only. Yeah. That's the Only two times you have a center ice face off.
1: Yeah, I, 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 Edmonton was crushed. I mean, you have seen it in their face. You seen. I mean, Gretzky was. Gretzky looked like he he just lost the series. I mean, the way he looked after that you looked was, like it he tough.
7: just got all skating on cement, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a tough loss. I mean, to let and it I, go at the end, but you know, as Ranger fans, we know we know all about letting up late goals,
2: so, you know. So yeah,
4: that's the thing that was, with the Rangers. Yeah. Always in the last like a minute of the each period, they have to give up a goal.
7: It's a Every, you know what? Every When there's three minutes left in the game, I pop a Xanax because I'm already <laughs> expecting something. I'm already expecting something stupid. <laughs> I'm already expecting something stupid. I mean, granted, the shot yesterday from Turris was a perfect shot. You know, Turris has one of the best wrist shots in the league. You know, so I can't really blame Hank for that because basically Hank, you know, he won that game for us. You know what I mean? And he's yeah. been winning... You know the reason he's been the reason the Rangers has been, has uh, have been winning is because of Hank. Because if it wasn't for Hank, we would have been out of the playoffs. We would have been swept by uh, by the Canadians.
4: And you don't yeah. mind if he gives up a goal when it's four nothing, you know, or three nothing. You yeah, know, yeah,
7: so you exactly. don't care. Yeah, you don't care. I mean, listen, for a goaltender, you still want that shutout. You know what I mean? As a goaltender, it's like kind of like being a pitcher and you're in the eighth, it's a ninth thing, inning. Man you know, and you you give up a hit and you lost your no-hitter, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're kind of striving, you know it's it's like the same thing, you're striving for that, but I'm not going to take anything away because it wasn't a fluky goal you know what I mean? So, it was it was a legitimate shot, it beat him, you know, listen shit happens, you know you, you, you're not going to stop every puck from every single guy, you know there's just there's too much talent in the league and once again, Terrace has one of the best wrist shots in the game so, at least it's not like uh, uh, Peugeot, who's coming out of nowhere with a fucking four-goal right. night. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Come on. So. <clears throat>
1: All right. And then the other one, Nashville, St. Louis. St. Louis stayed alive with a 3-2 win yesterday. I mean, a 2-1 win to make the series 3-2. And now game six is tomorrow at 3 o'clock. You think uh, Nashville still got control of the series, and they look in they look in good shape? Or do you think St. Louis still, you know, rally here?
4: Me personally, I, I mean, St. Louis had so many chances in playoffs. I mean, this is another Washington two point I mean, these guys, you know, they trip over themselves
7: true. basically. That's true. So. That's true. But I do think that yesterday's win. Uh, certainly, you know, you know, especially with the way the Predators started out the series. You know, I think yesterday's win was a huge win for St. Louis. I think, I think now they're the more confident team going into game, uh, going into game six. I think it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure Predators take that game. I think that series might go seven.
4: But and at the end of the day, Saint Louis
7: one goal games,
6: you know, four to five games are one goal game.
1: So the games are close. And exactly, I think the credit exactly. the is and blue line has been a difference in the series, I think.
4: But Nashville still has the ball in their corner. You know, they have yeah. to win yeah. one, they have the uh, Saint Louis has to win two. So that's the that's bottom true.
7: line. So That's true, that's true.
2: But,
1: but sure. yeah, credit is a home for game six. So, you know, if
5: the Blues can win this game, obviously anything happens in a game seven, and So. I'm shocked, guys, going back
4: to Edmonton, I'm shocked that Anaheim, uh, you know, is letting this series go like this. I'm just shocked. You know, I didn't think it's going to be even close.
7: Well, I didn't think that Anaheim was expecting Edmonton to be as good as they did. Yeah. And. And you
1: see, well, I think everything I mean, going see. into Anaheim and winning the first two games definitely stunned Anaheim, right?
7: For sure, for sure.
1: But then I mean, Anaheim the, responded and won three straight now.
7: Two of them in overtime. So yeah, I mean, you in, play dramatic play in dramatic yeah. fashion, in dramatic fashion, and that just goes, you know, that, that's just a lack of experience based on uh, based on Edmonton's part. You know what I mean? They're a young team you know this year uh, what they've done this year i think is you know beyond not i don't want to say i don't want to use the, the word miraculous but it's very you know very 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 impressive in terms of what they've done this year and how well they performed in the playoffs they're going to learn from this year's mistakes I'm sure they're probably going to retool a little bit in the off season. I think they should definitely move Hopkins and and, and you know maybe improve another winger or defense or defenseman because when you have Dreisaitl and McDavid as your 1 2 center, you don't really need a Hopkins on your team.
2: Yeah,
4: uh by
7: the way, Anaheim,
4: I don't know what's going on with Perry's situation over there because he just had a miserable season. All around But he
1: did have a huge goal last night To win that game in double
4: overtime Right But other than that I mean in regular season And and playoffs has been pretty much invisible
3: So
1: We'll see I mean I guess You know obviously when we talk next week The Rangers series will be uh, be over Either way All these series will be over So we'll be talking about the conference finals Hopefully, we'll be talking about a Ranger Penguin, most likely series, which will probably be start. If you figure, depending how long I guess the series goes, series could start next weekend, Friday right? or Saturday. Yeah, next weekend. Probably Saturday.
7: Right? Yeah, they'll probably start Saturday. That, that, that's like a Saturday afternoon game.
1: so I got to go out and get today's game first. Today's big game. Because I think if we get today, I think
4: we can wrap it up at home Tuesday.
7: Yeah, I think so too. Today. Certainly,
4: it's going to be very entertaining. Pittsburgh and Rangers, both uh, you know, uh, fast skating teams. You know, both can hit more or less, so it'll be. Well, fun.
7: hopefully, hopefully Crosby will still be thrown up in the toilet when we uh, if, <laughs> yeah. if we if, if we make it that far. Yeah.
2: Hey,
1: I got like two minutes left, but I just wanted to ask you guys: what you think about the Devils winning the draft lottery and who they might take? Is Nolan Patrick the pick there, or maybe a defenseman?
7: Um, well, Nolan Patrick, from what I'm reading, is not no more the consensus number one pick. Um, fuck, what the fuck? What's that guy's name? Oh, uh, shit. It starts with an H. I forgot his name. There's another kid <laughs> out there who's contending him for the number one spot. That they're saying that Patrick is in the more of a mold of a uh, Jonathan Taves in terms of he's not great offensively, he's uh, steady defensively, but he's not like that dynamic that offensive dynamic player. Uh, he has a more well-rounded game to him, but this Hersh 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 what is it Hersh. Her- Herschel something. Yeah. Nico Herschia, the
2: center from
7: yeah, uh, Halifax? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, from Halifax, exactly. They're saying this kid is just an, an unbelievable dynamic, like a dynamic uh, player, duo, whatever you want to call him. He's a little smaller than Patrick. He's like
4: 176 yeah. pounds.
7: Yeah, you know what? In today's NHL, the smaller guys have... A lot more freedom because if you touch, if you breathe on them, you're going to get called. You know they're going to get. But there look, is no more. Yeah, exactly. There's no more clutching and grabbing in the NHL. You know when there was clutching and grabbing in the NHL, the smaller guys, unless you were named Dino Cicerelli or Pat Verbeek, you know they they struggled. You know because of all the clutching and grabbing and then all the nasty illegal hitting that was going on, it took a toll on them. You know, but these yeah. days the sm- the smaller guys they're thriving. I mean, Patrick Kane is not a big guy. I mean, look what he you know, look at him. Uh, yeah, Couturier, exactly. look, look, Zuccarello,
2: Lucas Zuccarello.
7: Yeah, Zuccarello. Look at him. Uh, you know, it's uh, so. my Mateo Flurry
4: uh, minus crack in terms of
7: Could be minus the crack, yeah. In terms of
4: you know that he was the into crack that. Crack
2: Flurry.
7: Yeah, yeah, Correct. I heard something about the trannies or whatever. You'd get cracked up and have a dildo in his ass or something like that. <laughs> oh.
1: On that note, guys, thank you for joining me today as we're coming up on 1 o'clock. I appreciate it as always. You guys do a great job. And next week, let's hook up at the same time and talk about the conference finals. And hopefully we'll talk about the Rangers still.
7: I just got Absolutely. a text. That, I, just, I just got a text saying that Eric Carlson is a game time decision against the Rangers today. Oh, okay. So that's yeah, okay. I that, read well, that he was going
4: to suit up.
7: Good
4: I good. That he will suit up. Guys, it, even use. if he plays, he's really hurt. You know. So.
7: Bro, he's got two yeah. fractures in his in his heel. Two fractures. And he aggravated the, the injury
4: last game. So.
7: Yeah. Yes, and he's still playing. So I mean, yeah. you know. And a healthy Eric Carlson could have, you know, this series could have been very different, you know what I mean? People but, have to you hang know. in there with all those, a
1: couple of minutes past one o'clock. Yeah, to so just hang in there. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, like you said, he's not 100%, so how much can you do with two, you know,
2: yeah, yeah. when you're hurt
1: like that, you know, how much can you do, you know? Well, so, listen, good news for us. I wish right you the
7: best. right. Right now, uh, Ottawa's not in the same position as Pittsburgh in terms of, you know, they don't need to play Crosby, but, um, but Ottawa needs to play Carlson. They yeah. need to play Carlson because if they lose this game at home, it's over. They're not coming back to the Garden and winning in the Garden, especially with our, thank God, re- recent success of winning games at home.
4: And especially if Rangers win three in a row you know. And
7: especially if Rangers win three in a row, exactly Which they will I, uh, Gene, I told you in the beginning Rangers in six, in six
4: yeah? Absolutely. It's not that I don't believe you I just, you know, try to be cautious You didn't,
7: you didn't believe me I told you Rangers in <laughs> six in Montreal And you were like, yeah, we'll be lucky if we win a game and I'm telling you right now that the uh, Rangers and Six and... Uh, I'll and tell auto. you one
4: thing about Rangers. You know, when things go down, they just dig their heels in and, you know, they fight back. Yeah, they they I rebound. rebound.
7: Yeah, yeah, resilience. They're resilient yeah. little
2: bunch. Yeah, absolutely. They
7: are. But right, to be Chad. quite honest with you, the, playoff dif- the, the difference in the playoffs this season, bes- besides Lundqvist, has been fast has been Smith and has been Lindbergh. That's the those, those are the the fourth those,
4: line. Yes, absolutely. The fourth and line Glass. Has been the and tokens. Glass and, yes, and, and yes. Glass
7: whenever he's put into the lineup. You know what? People always complain about Glass. You know what? Glass hockey IQ is not that bad. He's not a dumb player. And, uh, and he's by the a way, great teammate,
4: the way and he by the is, way, not, you know. the way,
7: not, not a lot of people know that uh, uh Tanner Glass went to Dar- Dartmouth. Oh, he's yeah. No he, he's a graduate of Dartmouth, <laughs> so he's not—he's not a stupid guy.
4: In other words, he can read two lines.
7: He could actually read the playbook.
4: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
4: <laughs> what about New York Post? Can he read New York Post?
7: No one can
5: read oh, Larry no, Brooks.
4: Post. <laughs> no, nobody can read Larry Brooks. Yeah, choir. Let did you vote. Did you vote for so, uh, Donald Trump? Uh,
7: I, I, I no comment.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, you're ready to leave the country?
7: Not quite yet. I'm just willing. I'm just ready to. to, to, to uh, I'm, I'm ready to move to a, a state that's progressive and libertarian.
4: Okay, so go to Boston.
7: Boston. Boston. Bo- nah, I gotta go. I, Boston. I think I'd rather pick uh, Colorado.
4: <laughs> ah, okay. I know the reason why you want to move to Colorado, but that's yeah. That's not the a line. Line. No, I have I have, the, I, have the,
7: I have the same thing here. It doesn't really uh, matter. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, yes, Porky, you got to go because we're we're running out of time, and I got yeah, to. Yeah, sorry. I got to make my son breakfast right so now. We'll, so. we'll
4: continue this next week, guys. Same time, same Absolutely. place. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. One hundred percent. Thanks again, guys.
7: Thanks let, always, guys. Let's Dang, go Rangers. Rangers. Yes. Let's all go, right, man. All right. Bye. All right,
3: guys.
7: Bye right. bye.
1: Mister Berger and Gene Cherry doing a great job as always
2: with NHL
1: report. will be next week. They'll be back on, and we'll hopefully the Rangers will still be alive. They got a couple of minutes. Just said I gotta go, but I have one more caller on hold I wanna get to and then I'm gonna cut it off so I'll give him a couple of minutes before I gotta go. Magic Mike, what's up? Magic Mike. Magic Mike don't hear me. Okay, Magic Mike wasn't there. Alright, so great show today guys. Very good show. enjoyed it. Uh did a lot of baseball, a lot of NHL didn't get too much basketball quickly. Cavs up three nothing on Toronto. Boston up two one on Washington, which has been a, just a physical series. And in the West, Golden State up 2-0 on Utah, and San Antonio up now two one on uh, Houston after a big win yesterday. The poor, I wanted to just the Porzingis trade rumors. I don't think much truth. Our teams are called the Knicks about Porzingis, but I don't see much happening there. But we'll get more. We'll talk more basketball for sure next week. And uh, great job today, as always, for my guests, Mr. Berger, Gene Cherry, Dr. A, Padman, Christine from Pine Bush, Fody from Pine Bush. Great job today, guys. And I look forward to next week. So, everybody, enjoy your weekend. I'll speak to you next week. Oh, and don't forget, next week, the big, uh, my contestant winner will be on the show next week as well. So, that'll be a lot of fun. So, Nick, I'm looking forward to you coming on next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, next week. I'll be hyping that up during the week, but next week will be definitely a great show. So I look forward to it, and enjoy your weekend.